episode 236 of the PS Nation podcast. We are back with a vengeance, and we're actually talking RPGs this week. Oh my god! Well, we're not really talking them, but anyway. So, uh, once again, myself, I am Glenn, also known as Torgo, out on uh, the PSN, and uh, I'm usually the one posting on the at PS3 Nation Twitter account. And uh, back with a vengeance, he missed last week uh, with that horrible, horrible nose clipping accident. Uh, Mr. Joel Shafrinsky, also known as Five Spot on the PSN, and on Twitter, he goes as Five Spot Joel. How you doing, bud? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And, and a big thanks to our community. I had so many offers for noses. <laughs> very, very kind people out there. I, I, fortunately, I found a new one. They were able to sew it on. It, it's, a diff, you know, it's a little bit bigger than the last one. It's the wrong, it's the wrong color, but it, it works. I can smell. The nose hairs are going to grow back from what they're telling me. But I just really appreciate the outpouring of support from our community. I, I seriously had at least a dozen additional offers for other noses. For you to take the nose right off your face and give it—it's it's touching to say the least. I really appreciate that. I heard about the candlelight vigil too. That was—that was pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah, just shocking. Uh, and also, <laughs> who the fuck? Oh, motherfucker! Josh has her Twitter account <laughs> open. Uh, what? Uh, you bastard! Yeah, you know I gotta say, just cause two rocks. That's what was on Twitter. That was Josh. Really? That was not me. Yeah, not at all. No. Uh, and that that voice you hear is you of just course, you didn't I you didn't, just say that you post everything on that Twitter account? Thank no, no, you. I said yeah. mainly. That's the one yeah, I'm on. Well, okay, well, I'm not mainly. on your account or on Joel's account. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just don't have two separate accounts. I don't have a me account. I just always use that one because uh, all my co-hosts yep, always quit there on you go. me. Hmm. There you go. That should tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that voice you're hearing is, of course, Josh Langford. Also known as uh, Philip J. Fry on the PSN. And on Twitter, he is PJF Josh. So, besides fucking yeah. with the, the Twitter account, how's it going, bud? The, the, PJF yeah, Josh. That's where I tweet from. That's what I said. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. And the other Just one. Just making a point. No, that's no. You I and Joel both from. have the account. So, And I know Joel didn't do that because he's a fine, upstanding human being. Are you serious? Well, sure, met Joel. <laughs> that was me, man. I've, I've been playing a lot of Just Cause too, so that, that was that was me. I'm sure you have. We're pretty much brainwashed at this point. We're going to end up playing it and just loving it. I got the advanced copy of Just Cause three. I just didn't want Josh Ooh. to see it. You show off. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This week, uh, actually, it's going to be a lot of not us very much. Uh, we, we've got. Well, of course, the new releases. Holy shit. Uh, an interview with Ian Tornay from uh, from EA for Battlefield 3. We talked a lot of that stuff last week with him. Uh, a few news items, what we're playing. Uh, and then Roy Blakely, our buddy Roy from Kodawari.org, uh, came on to talk to us tonight and uh, talked not only the game he came to review, which is Disgaea 4, but we also talked some Persona 2, I always forget the name of it, uh, Persona 2 is or something like that and also we talked a little bit of uh, dark souls as well because he just started that last night so rpg talk for all those people if you know somebody that stopped listening to the show because of the non-rpg talk you can tell them it's safe is it safe it's safe for one week for one week at least now we're gonna have right back <laughs> on more and actually maybe even i'm gonna try to talk mark and to come on for a week too to talk some of that shit uh and then a review of some hardware that's right uh we're gonna talk uh wireless router and a wireless bridge and uh, I've really been pounding the hell out of these things, so I wanted to talk about those tonight. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about our, our website review of the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus collection from Ray. Uh, another article that's up on the website, a home update if anybody actually went into home this week. Uh, emails, extra life update because that's next Saturday, guys. It's next Saturday wow. already. Yeah, so we have a shitload to talk about. So uh, let's stop fucking around and get right to the new releases. Yes, so we've got a big list of PS3 new releases. Sadly, and this this is like the first time in three weeks, no PS2 or PSP releases. <laughs> That's because there's no sports oh. games. That's true. There were like four or five PS2 releases. Uh, well, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Good point. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. in the news. In the <laughs> All news. Right. Yep. All right. So PS3, we've got a rehash, but a good one. Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year Edition. Is coming out next week. It's priced at forty nine ninety nine. That of course is U.S. dollars. The only dollar that well, actually, shit, our dollar ain't worth anything anymore. Nope, not right but, now. No. But anyway, Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year. It's got all of the downloadable content included and the main game proper, all in one disc. So does, does that have the zombie thing too? Yeah, I believe it does. Wow. Yep. It's a fantastic game, folks. If you don't have it, that's a good price. Shit. Yeah, that's in my backlog. You know, I played a bunch of hours of it. I loved it. Something new and shiny came out. Yeah. I put it to the side. I got it. I'm thinking you know, this might be a good extra life game to, to hit back up. I was just going to say that because I'll tell you what, the multiplayer is fantastic on this game. Absolutely fantastic. I like the story a lot too. Yes. The characters were endearing. It was, it was a good story. It was really kind of keeping me going. Completely so, yeah. agree. Good point. But then I put it aside, and everything I just said is now null and void because of that. That happens. Now. we also get next week ace combat assault horizon i don't know did you play the demo yet that's good no did you play the demo yeah no uh the demo has two sections one where you fly the jet and one where you fly the helicopter the jet thing is almost like an interactive movie it's like one step past an interactive movie in my opinion it's not the old Ace Combat where you're just flying around shooting guys down, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's they've got this like dynamic camera now, so if you're following uh, somebody and, and you kind of get them in the, in your sights enough, you can hold. I think it's like L one or something. I haven't played for a couple of weeks, but you hold a button and it basically locks the camera on, but it's real shaky and, and action packed. <sighs> I don't know. It, the game looks fantastic, but and the helicopter thing is actually, I think, better than the jet flying. It seems more dynamic. It seems a lot more fun. But uh, I don't know. Based on the demo, I'm really scared. I love my old Ace Combats. Crap. Yeah, yeah. the old Ace Combats. Ace Combat 3 and 4 were oh freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm scared. Well, there, there's still a lot of people out there that are pretty, well, maybe not as many as there used to be, but there's a pretty good diehard Ace Combat crowd, so I'm sure this game may... Hopefully speak to those peeps, at least. But it seems like they're coming out with a lot of Ace Combat games all of a sudden kind of quickly. And I don't, I don't know if it's getting watered down or what, but good flying games, you know. Got a few and far between, although PSN's getting quite a few lately. Very true. And then, of course, everybody's favorite TV show in video game form, Wipeout. Only this what? is Wipeout uh, what? 2. What? Uh, what? Uh, you know, that silly TV show, the reality <laughs> thing. It copies a bunch of Japanese shows. At least it kind of seems like it is. Yeah, who cares? Next, Dead Rising 2, off the record. This is another rehash. It's just a slightly different version of Dead Rising 2. I'm sure they added a bunch of stuff to it, and it's a little less pricey, $39.99. Although I've seen Dead Rising 2 a lot of places for $19.99, so I'm not too sure if this is where I'd start or if I'd go that more bargain bin price for Dead Rising 2. Yeah. I, well, I, is that the... 
what is off the record though? Is that that's a separate game, isn't it? Or it's like it's another story. Is it? Oh, I'm isn't sorry, it? I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I I thought I. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was something that like could past be. the regular. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. It's you might <clears> be right be. though. You might be right. Well, I know they bridged the two on on the Xbox as far as they had that one little piece in between Dead Rising one and two. So it's not you know pretty much in the same engine. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me for them to take it off and do something different. And I suppose the price thirty nine ninety nine. I don't know. That might that might be something new. Yeah, who knows? Should look at it more. Not prepared. Well, I'm not the huge <laughs> Dead Rising guy, so I neither am wasn't I. Super, wasn't super excited by this. It seemed really cool. We had it's a Cracker Jack last year at Extra Life was playing Dead Rising two. Played yeah. it for a chunk of time and actually it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I played during Extra Life. I played that little that uh, Xbox Bridge. I forget what that was called. The prequel to Dead Rising two, and I was having fun with that. I think I pushed a shopping cart around for like a half an hour. And I it off. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching Mark play that for a while and. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people said that was a really good deal for what you were getting. I mean, it only cost like five or ten bucks, and it had a shitload of gameplay. It did, yeah. It kept going and going, and the shopping cart just kept hanging around. And then we've got Rune Factory, Tides of Destiny. That's forty nine ninety nine. Hey, that's finally coming out. Yeah. yeah. And then the uh, Cursed Crusade, thirty nine ninety nine. We know one person that's excited for that. <laughs> Holy shit! Our writer Jason. That's all he's been talking about. Curse Crusade, motherfucker! I'm playing that shit. <laughs> I, I, I love how, and, and we do this too, and the writers do it, and even the video game enthusiasts out there, our listeners, do this a lot. But isn't it funny how people get so like I don't even know how to explain this fanatical over certain titles? It, it's yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I we all we're all that way that. though. Yeah, no, Josh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Josh usually only plays a game for about an hour and he's done. He's like, yeah, done, yeah. next. That's it's almost like you're, 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 you're laying stake to your claim, like, Curse Crusade is my game, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, I think Jason added that to our coverage list and put his name next to it right away. He was like, if we get this game, I'm, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I love the passion in gamers. It gets yeah. so, so into their their series that they love and that's that's awesome that's yeah. why gaming is so endearing and uh, takes you away from everything and takes your mind off all the bullshit see and that's how josh and i can sit and play a game for an entire day because we put up with a lot that's of bullshit true. with each other <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute you and josh are playing with each other for an entire day well sorry, if, I, I if we're if we're doing it right <laughs> God, i'm really glad i missed last week i should go back and listen now though i'm kind of curious oh no you shouldn't no 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 not really no nobody should by the way josh somebody just busted you on twitter what did josh hijack the main feed or am i so far behind on the episodes that i'm missing something that's <laughs> from need a name 98 that's ah, a good name too Funny. oh man now speaking of of, of being impassioned about a game and I don't think it's any secret that I'm a big fan of the Battlefield series. Uh, I, I love the series I always have, except for Modern, modern Combat. Eh. But uh, we really wanted to get somebody on the show to talk some Battlefield 3 since it's very, very close. And we've got the beta as well. 
Uh, so we got Mr. Ian Tornay. He's uh, actually a community manager for EA and for the Battlefield series. And uh, he came on to talk to Josh and I because Joel was still in the hospital getting those bandages off his nose. Uh, so we talked a little bit to Ian about uh, not only what we're going to get in Battlefield 3, but also uh, touched on the PZ one a little bit and also talked to beta because I know a lot of people had some questions about the beta, like you know how old is the build, that kind of thing. So we got pretty deep into, into uh, the details, and uh, we'll share it with you now. So check it out. We are joined by the EA North American Community Manager, Esquire the Third, whatever else you want to put on the end of his title, uh, Mr. Ian Tornay from uh, EA. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Thanks for joining us, sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, and obviously, you know, we, we had Matt Pruitt on a long time ago for, uh, for Medal of Honor, and, and uh, he passed this off to you because I don't think he, 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 he could handle our awesomeness. No, so. he, told me that, he told me that he had to seek therapy and treatment after your interview and that he couldn't go through that again from all the he had, he had an awesome rash and he had to get that look at least but you know in, in retrospect that might not be what that was but don't he's fine everyone's okay and uh, i'm here so don't worry about nice. it yeah nice. so now you get to you get the weekly email from me is it coming out yet is it out yet what's, what's oh, going yeah. on the game is it, is it here is it right now Oh, but no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's no secret I'm a huge Battlefield fan. I have been since the beginning uh, with 1942. Actually, the, the demo of 42 when it came out, I was just instantly hooked. And, uh, yeah, so I, I really wanted to talk this game with you guys. We, we You know, we got to sit down with a couple of the guys at, EA, at, EA, at E3, and uh, I got to play the PC version there, you know, and I was in the alpha and all the other stuff. So uh, a lot of questions. We, we didn't get a lot of time because we kind of rushed this one a little bit, and we didn't get a lot of time to get questions from our uh, listeners. But we did get a couple on, on Twitter and a couple emails, so we'd like to pepper those in as well. But I guess right off the bat, kind of, you know, a lot of the console players really only know, only know the series from uh, Modern Combat and uh, Bad Company 2. and uh, Or actually Bad Company and Bad Company 2. So I was wondering kind of if you could... Like talk about some comparisons, some differences that we're going to see in BF3 on the console compared yeah. to those older games. So we like to think of Battlefield 3 as a more direct successor to Battlefield 2 than the Bad Company series. Um, Bad Company series obviously is a great game, holds a very special place in our heart, uh, but what we, we kind of went back to kind of the larger scale, more tactical just kind of everything is just kind of bigger and grander and a little and kind of more of a focus on the realistic uh, modern military aspect. So if you're used to playing Bad Company 2, you're still going to feel right at home with Bad uh, with Battlefield 3. Um, but if you're coming off of wanting a, a direct sequel to Battlefield 2, which is kind of what we heard from a lot of people, which was, you know, hey, I like the Bad Company games, but they're kind of a departure from what, what I was looking for. And, and so Battlefield 3 really is that. Compared to a lot of other first-person shooters, if you're not familiar with the Battlefield 3 series, it's a lot more tactical, uh, you know, where a lot of people look at their kill-to-death ratio uh looking at you know oh you know what's you know what's my aim percentage what's my shot percentage which is um the series that shall not be named you know that's a that's a big uh, point of of contention for them and and their players um the battlefield model is uh ptfo which is play the friendly objective and uh so you know it's it's much more about capturing capturing stations um holding strategic points and actually cooperating with your squad mates you know you might not come out of the battlefield you know i know it's it's a revolutionary concept but there are other people with you they're not just bots and uh 
And you know, it, it, and, and the idea is that you know, even if you exit a match with a with a negative kill to death ratio, as long as you, I, I I think a more important statistic for battlefield players is a win ratio um, or your overall score because you can exit with a really fantastic score. Like score per minute is a big is a, is a big factor. You can exit with a negative kill to death ratio, but still have a top score on your team as long as you're being as long as you're acting in a good supporting role. And I think the other thing that's really compelling, and I'm seeing a lot of this in Battlefield Three when I'm playing, which is really awesome is that you know sometimes it's about sacrificing yourself sometimes it's about taking a couple of deaths because you're trying to soak up fire or draw their attention and that's that's part of the game so it's a lot more realistic experience a lot more tactical and in my opinion a lot more rewarding wow all right uh i know (laughs) well you know it's funny you know i really enjoy bad company too on the on the consoles the first one i had and i really had a problem with uh kind of the filter they were using uh with Mm. the camera and everything uh, Bad Company 2 I really loved a lot, and, and I, I grew to love the Rush mode, which, yeah. I mean, that was really the first time I'd played that mode. Uh, I played a little bit with the first one, but, you know, coming off of being such a, a traditional Battlefield player, especially with Battlefield 2, I guess for for the PC version and even the console version, is there kind of a, an even balance between Rush and Conquest? Or since they're trying to go back to those original Battlefield roots, is it maybe leaning more towards conquest again or because the console people are now into it you kind of have to sure. eat it out more well no we we've definitely we've taken all of that love that was built up and i think you're right over the bad company series for rush and and maintained that i mean the beta centers around a rush uh rush mode and on um on Metro, uh, but you know at the same time some people were lucky enough to get into caspian border which definitely is you know, back to that large map, the play style. So you're going to see both. Um, I think we've got the best of both worlds going, and then we're also um, introducing a really polished team deathmatch. So you're going to get the rush, you're going to get conquest, and then you're also kind of going to get team deathmatch. So it's something for everyone. Um, they're all extremely polished. The maps are geniusly engineered um, to, to be tailored to those game modes and to the size of, uh, you know, the PC allows for more players than console, but those maps have been balanced um, and specific considerations have been made around play types, around um, balance for size of players and, and all those things. And everything we're learning in the beta and everything we learned in the alpha is going into making sure that each of these maps um, supports those experiences equally in a, in a way that I think is going to be really appealing to wherever you're coming from, um, whether you're a veteran of two, whether you're a veteran of Bad Company, or whether you're brand new to the series. And then deathmatch is a really nice way that you know if you're new to the series or you know you just like damn I've got like ten minutes before I've got to you know go to bed or heading to work you know just that's cool plop in grab some deathmatch get out um, and you can hone some skills and, and it's a, it's it's a really considering that it's, it hasn't necessarily been the focus of the series it's a really polished experience. Hmm. I yeah. doubt I'll ever play deathmatch myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you know we I thought that I actually I, I thought that I honestly thought that too but it's. We um, we played that at our um, uh, community PC LAN event at PAX Prime this year, and uh, I found that it, it presents it as opposed to Team Deathmatch and other series. Um, and you know, like Call of Duty is kind of the king of Team Deathmatch right now. You know, Halo does its thing. Uh, 
it's it's a different it still has the team deathmatch for battlefield 3 hat still has a very battlefield vibe to it you know even though you're doing team deathmatch it still has a very the way the maps are balanced and the way that you're put into combat and the way just kind of the, the flow it goes you still have to rely a lot on squad interaction so i, I think even if you're not necessarily a team deathmatch fan you still are, are probably going to find a, a, a fun place to be in there so yeah probably I defy you, sir. <laughs> oh, the gauntlet <laughs> has been thrown down. Quite. Well, uh, I, I don't want to leave Josh out of this, so I know we have some questions uh, from our listeners. Well, yeah. that was the thing. I, I was thinking that leads right into another question yeah. here um, from Rob Cartwright uh, in the UK. Mm. He said he has a question uh, regarding the player limits on the PS3 versus the PC. Sure. And when it comes out, there's a limit of 24 on the PS3, but... 64 on the PC, and is that due to the servers or the PS3 limitations, or or what is well, that? Well, Mr. Well, Mr. Cartwright from the UK. Uh, yeah, it's it's a so the game is built with Frostbite three, and the amazing thing that Frostbite does is, and the way we like to refer to it is next gen tech that works on current gen consoles. Um, we're really pushing these platforms to their limit um every time we go to a conference anytime we show it to somebody you know they really say wow i can't believe that you're squeezing this much performance out of these consoles i mean if you i mean how old is how old is the xbox 360 now how old is the place i mean they're what like six years old or something now like they're old yeah 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 and if i mean if you pop the lid off and you pull the graphics card out i mean it's it's old hardware, and it, I think it's a testament to Sony. I think it's a testament to Microsoft, and I think it's a testament to the Frostbite engine that we're squeezing that much performance out of these systems. That being said, Frostbite is also capable of delivering an experience that I th- is a little bit above and beyond what these these systems can handle, and, and an aspect of that is the 64-player capacity. You know, I'm I'm definitely not a developer, and I'm um, I'm going to Sweden next week, so I can probably get a more official answer for you guys. But what what I can tell you is that it's yeah, it's I think it's mostly just a hardware limitation. We're squeezing every drop we can out, and Dice is dedicated to ensuring that the experience that you have um, is up to your expectations, and that involves you know not only balance and gameplay and design, but you know making sure that it's an experience that's really compelling in terms of I don't I don't know if cinematic is the the right word but when you i think i think anyone that's played the beta so far gets that really special feeling when they're looking at the game yeah. which is that it's so beautiful it's so vibrant the animations are so crisp it's so realistic and uh we that's something that i don't think we're willing to compromise and, and on the on for 360 and, and playstation 3 unfortunately i just don't think the hardware supports there okay by the way i'm still yeah. very very jealous that you're going there next week it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna listen to dubstep all the time. God, I hate you. <laughs> so it's much. gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. The, the only time I've been to Europe was to Germany for Gamescom, which sounds really cool, but is actually a is a descent into some a very just a week long treachery. So being able to go to Europe in the name of video games to hang out with one of my favorite developers is that yeah you should be. I'm not you know what I'm not even gonna lie. You should be jealous. Let your jealousy pour over me. Mm. It's warm like a blanket. <laughs> it's good. Let uh, it make your tears. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, I'll, I'll be crying. Uh, well, let, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, a couple of the things first <clears throat> off. Um, yeah, just to try to get kind of a reassurance, and, and uh, you know, this is something that that 
couple of guys at work and I've been talking about quite a bit, but you know, in the alpha, we weren't able to remap any controls at all. I mean, you were, you just had to use the buttons, you had to use whatever the mouse was set up at. The beta now, uh, you can remap your keys, but right. you can't remap the mouse. And that's been a huge point of feedback for us. I've um, p- part of my job is going out and. Um, not only in the forums, but also the external community. I'm a, um, anyone that knows is kind of tracks me. Knows I'm a big redditor. I spend a lot of time on Reddit, um, for better or for worse. And you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, anywhere I can go, um, all the community blogs. You know, I hit those up. And being able to map the mouse has been a big issue. So that's something I've definitely escalated to dice. Um, They've been running around busy as hell working at least, you know, what, 18-hour days. So I haven't been able to hear back, but I would be thoroughly, thoroughly surprised if that's not something that they're yeah. hearing um, and and looking at changing. Uh, so, I, yeah, I definitely I, – I, I mean, I, I obviously can't promise anything because I'm not on the developer team. But I, that is an issue that has been brought to our attention, and we will be – and I have delivered to them on multiple occasions. So they're very well aware that that's a desired thing. Yes. Well, I, I'm not above bribery. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Do, oh, no, bring just, it. Okay. I mean, there's only a couple things, though, that you guys are in line behind. And the first one that really I was shocked by is the lack of the beep, beep. – we call it the beep-beep bug. Which is no horn on the Jeep. And I don't, you know, what? I don't know who I'm going to, I'm going to have to sit someone down when I get to dice, but I've been hearing <laughs> about a beep, about a beep, beep bug. Ah, uh, that's uh, unbelievable because I have, that's a I, it's, I know. Well, I felt, I'm not, I don't want to say I felt ashamed to work with dice when I found that out, but it cut deep. And the other thing that I'm, I'm reading about now just came in, um, is that I'm learning, that in Metro, when you do get down, um, there are no toilets in the stalls um, near A. That's true. Which I don't want to call that a game breaker, but um, shut shut everything down right yeah, now. Shut it all. That's okay. I'll call it a game breaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we get past the uh, porta potty bug and the beep beep bug, you guys are up to up to the okay. up to bat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess the, kind of leading from there is uh, you know on the consoles with the beta and the PS3. You know, a lot of people have been kind of concerned that, uh, you know, everybody's falling through the ground right now. And uh, yeah. just a lot of that stuff. And, and a lot of people are like, oh, I hope the game's not like this when it comes out. And I keep yep. saying it's yeah. beta. Uh, right. I don't know what, what what you can say to that or if, if you guys have sure. any. Yeah, well, I mean, a prepared I th- statement, maybe. <laughs> I have. I have. Well, let's see here. The, the guy with the gun to my head. What is he telling me? Oh, OK. No. I, yeah. I mean, the uh, there's a, there's a few things to that. I mean, the first is that. It is beta. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, oh, you know, this is a demo or, oh, you know, what can you guys possibly fix? Uh, there's a lot, first of all, that we can fix going, going up to it. I mean, a lot that we're learning about is server balance, um, server dynamics. There's a lot that can be done server side that can really affect your experience. So it doesn't all necessarily have to come off the disk um, in terms of your gameplay. Um, the other thing too is that you know when you get a, I don't think a lot of people understand the beta process, and that's definitely not their fault. I don't expect that you know that's really who who wants to, and that's that when we take a beta and we publish it, and if we're going on all three platforms, we have to get that approved through Microsoft and Sony. Right. So, and that takes time because they have to play it and test it, and you know, and put pressure on it and see where it breaks and make sure it's acceptable, and then there's kind of locking down a build and getting everything out. So. Dice is moving ahead at a rate of speed that is shocking to me. I mean, the ability of work that these guys can crank out, just the ability that they have to spin talent into solid gameplay, is is fascinating. And that you've got that going forward. And if you figure, okay, well, you know, it took some time before the beta even came out 
for for Microsoft and Sony to approve the build that they got, and then if you figure, okay, and then there's transferring that and locking down that build. But during that whole time, they're still developing and they're still making improvements and fixing bugs that you know they know exist. Considering all that, you know, the beta is is not is it's not like we take the beta and we're like, oh, okay, let's fix that build and then send it out. There are there are subsequent builds that have occurred since the beta, and then what we do is we take that feedback and then we look at the subsequent builds and we say, oh, is that still an existing issue? No. Okay, great. We don't need to worry about it. Or oh, yes, it is. Let's fix that, and then we put that into our final product. Um, and then so I mean, yes, there's definitely still time to fix things that I would. I falling into the ground is going to be one of those things that we'll have fixed, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know, for those of you that are that that's giving you a lot of grief and you're having a hard time, I'm really I'm sorry that you're disappointed, but I hope that your excitement to play and to be an important contributing part of the of of you're helping to shape the face of the game. And I hope that that's exciting enough that you're you're not too upset. And the other thing I would just I like to add is um, you know the most important thing you guys can do is submit your feedback. You know if you're sitting there you're thinking oh someone probably already submitted that well maybe they didn't. And if everyone thinks that then you know then really who's to blame but yourself. Um, and the, <laughs> yeah, the important thing to do is head over to BattleBlog, which is BattleBlog.battlefield.com. Go into those forums and post up your problem and. The developers are reading all of those. Um, they're not replying to all of those because of the sheer volume that they're getting. But you know, just please do submit your problems because we are reading, and, and your your feedback is very important to us. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Josh, you got another question? Hit me, Josh. Uh, yeah. From another another UK listener, Nottingham, England, James mm. Thorpe. Mm. Uh, from Nottingham. Quite. Yes. Quite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cheerio. Uh, he's asked what changes are being made with regards to persistence in Battlefield 3. Uh, with Battlefield Bad Company 2, I'd maxed out on all the unlocks pretty quickly and ranked up to at least level 50 within a few months. Wow. Once I'd reached 50, that was it. No more incentives, no more points, and I was pretty much done with regards to leveling. So how have you changed this for Battlefield 3, if at all? <laughs> and this is Ian, how have this. you changed this? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I do is I mail them some I, – I get a can of snus, which they're very fond of, and a can of pickled herring and a CD just crammed to the gills with dubstep. And I put it in a package, and I say, you can have this if you meet my demands. And then I get shit done. It's fantastic. It's fascinating. No. Um, yeah. What was this from – what was it from Josh or – the, no, what's the, I know, I know you are Josh, but Jamie Thorpe, Jamie, Jamie. Let me talk to you for a second, son. <laughs> I don't want to meet a man who says that unlocking the weapon is his only incentive. If your incentive is not victory and crushing your opponents before you, listening to the lamentations of their women and driving their animals to the slaughter, then what are you doing, sir? What are you doing? If I were General Patton, I'd slap you and send you back out to the battlefield. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. No, aside aside from whatever that was uh, that just came out of my mouth. I, no, I, yeah, it's – first of all, the unlocks are going to be – there's a lot more to unlock. And the unlock system works differently. You're not just going to unlock everything by playing straight through. Playing with different weapons will unlock certain things for those weapons. Playing with different classes obviously leads to different unlocks for those um, – 
weapons and it's going to be there's a lot more to unlock um people that are playing in the beta um right off the bat we got a lot of complaints that whoa you know this is going way too fast we had a lot of people shoot up to 10 15 obviously that's something that we're going to be tweaking based upon your feedback but the other thing too is that it's not it's not a simple straight line it's on a curve so the experience that it takes to get to level two is not the same that it takes to get from you know say 19 to 20 so it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a, you're going to take a lot more time to unlock the things that you did um, compared to Battlefield Bad Company Two, and I think it's going to be an experience that's good. And then also have a little pride in yourself, sir. Go out there and 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 shoot and shoot some mans. Come on, pwn some noobs. Pwn some noobs. If your only ambition is to level, then I would like to introduce you to a little thing called a JRPG. <laughs> Get you on the Persona series, you know, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. Welcome to the souls. Welcome to the grind. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Here. Well, I mean, when I when I see the uh, the prog- progression system, it actually seems kind of like that next generation of what the progression system was in BF2. I mean, BF2 was really the first battlefield to to kind of get to that level where you start unlocking things instead of just having them there, like in 42. Right. And I guess are, are there discernible differences? I mean, obviously. It's not just getting guns now. It's actually opening up different kits. It's opening up different. Right. Uh, uh, I don't remember what you actually call them, like well, abilities, like sprint or. Uh, yeah, know, there's there's. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, yeah, and then the. I mean, it's one of those things where if you want to do, if you want to sit down and do the math, where it's like, okay, how many you know possible loadouts and configurations are there? Um, I did the math the other day, and let's see here. I wrote down the number. It's a lot. So. <laughs> oh, so you used American yeah. math. It's, yes, I did. It's quite a few. If you want to get really specific, it's really quite a few. Um, I'd take whatever number is in your head and and multiply it. I'm not gonna just multiply it. And uh, no, I mean, yeah, the like I like I said, the, the path to leveling up and what you're gonna level up. And I, I think what's what's really fun is that it's kind of like you you see where you want to be with your soldier, right? You see that, you know, and whether that's what you've seen in a preview or what you see someone else equipped with, or just kind of how you want to play, you kind of see where you want to be as a soldier. And then there's a really, a a path that's really laid out and, and, and very, you know, really easy to kind of ascertain. And then you start driving your career forward as a battlefield player to reach that point. And that to me is really exciting. It's not just about, like I said, you know, the grind of the treasury. It's about, figuring out how you want to play and then getting to that point while playing in that style. And that, that to me is, is more rewarding. So, Well, and, and I guess it, it's so natural for me to just talk about multiplayer because really that's all I've ever done in battlefield until I started or until I played bad company Two. was, it was literally just multiplayer, multiplayer was it. And, uh, I guess we should really talk about the single player a little bit. You know, I finished the single player in bad company Two. It was good. I mean, I've yeah. definitely played better in that respect, but it was actually for for coming from a team that that really just focuses on multiplayer a lot of the times. I, I was pretty right. impressed with it overall. I guess yeah. can you kind of go into what we're going to see in the single player, like how long roughly it's going to be, like uh, what we're going to expect. Is there going to be kind of a variation in terms of like one level we're going to be playing the sniper usually, or you know the assault. Uh, anything vehicles, anything like that. I mean, we saw the, the single player at E3 and GDC, but right. I guess we really haven't a lot. Of that, there hasn't been a lot of focus on that yet. No, and, and I think the reason for that is is that we've got a we've got something coming up for you guys in that regard. Um, I, I can't answer all the questions that you put well, forward, but 
Yeah, yeah. But here's here's what I can tell you is that um, having played, um, I actually haven't sat down and played it all start to finish yet, only because I've been running around, and that's not how we get the builds necessarily. But I've played um, a good portion of it, and I can say that um, what what I think what I think makes a really good single experience for a game that traditionally has a multiplayer focus is that when the single player helps to inform and kind of inspire you um, in a way that. feeds into that multiplayer experience right so that it's not like you play the single player and you're like wow that was neat and then you do the multiplayer and it's a totally different experience like someone just made a mod for the multiplayer so the way the scenarios we've got built into single player um and the way that you're going to be playing is directly going to feed in and kind of um educate the way that you play multiplayer which right off the bat i think is really cool other thing is um the the <laughs> the frostbite engine is so amazing and it does these things with the cinematic value of of when you're playing and just what what you'll kind of see happening is the kind of thing that i personally did not expect to be seeing in a single player campaign until the next generation of consoles so yeah i mean and it's 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 a lot of it's really subtle a lot of it is just kind of how set pieces interact um things, physics animation just right. the grand the really the grand scale of what you're up to um but at the same time like i said it's got the subtlety where it doesn't draw attention to itself where you walk out and it's like i'm frostbite deal with it it's you know you <laughs> you, know, you walk out and there's kind of that moment of wow like holy shit but it's not you know, wow, this is an amazing engine. It's wow, this is a really amazing experience. And, right. you know, and then hopefully, you know, and then whether or not you would chalk that up to Frostbite 2 is, is your business. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a really impressive experience. It's going to be very, really varied. You're going to have vehicles. Um, and then the other thing I'm personally excited about is that our co-op is a separate experience from the single player. So it's not just, hey, here's a single player level that we put two people in. It's oh, it's okay. its own it is its own contained uh, thing. So, yeah, no, even if you enjoyed the single player I think for Bad Company 2, um, like I did, I think you're going to have an even better time with Battlefield 3. Um, personally, I, I loved Bad Company 2. I liked the single player, but um, I and I don't I don't want to, you know, be too critical, but I did kind of feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect between the experience in the single player and the, and the multiplayer. I agree. Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield 3 is a kind of an all-around... It kind of gives you this all-around aesthetic and vibe and feeling that is just really awesome. So, yeah, I think people are going to dig it. Well, if, if you can answer this then, is there going to be any type of uh, co-mingling with the multiplayer and the single player in terms of, you know, if you get so far in the single player or if you finish the single player, is that going yeah. to affect the multiplayer at all? I believe that's the case. The last time that I heard, I believe that's the case. Don't quote me on that. He said, well, being on an audio podcast, but I I can edit that right out and say, yes, it's going to happen. (laughs) I mean, I think all of, I think, I believe what um, the case is, is that all, they all feed into each other. So they, and you know, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where it's like, whoa, buddy, you're never going to, you know, achieve your multiplayer dreams until you finish the single player. We're not going to force anyone. (laughs) You know, we're not going to force anyone to, to, to do that. You know, we, we respect the fact that well, you bought a game. And, yeah, I mean, well, well, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you I, only I shoot think, beanbags at somebody until you finish the single player. Exactly. And then and then we'll give you six bullets for every time you played all the way through. So, so you're clearly automatic weapons. It's not going to be sounds fair. Yeah, I think it's really equitable. I mean, you know, and have there been sacrifices made? Maybe. Did we have to cut out the minecart level? Maybe you know. Oh, you better not have cut it out. We worked months well, with that team. I don't know what to tell you, but minecarts. <sighs> it would 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing too, and and not to mention, you know, I don't think you guys are rivals, but you know, we did talk. I did talk to the "Don't Revive Me, Bro" guys, and I, I don't know if you heard that, but um, <laughs> we did no, have you know, we did have an early partnership. You know, EA and Hasbro have a good working relationship, and uh, we did have uh, we did have an early partnership with them where we. I don't know if you guys know what a brony is, uh, but is the. No, like a like a like a like men that like My Little Pony are sometimes referred to as <laughs> as brony. Nice. And so you know we 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 thought we looked at that and that was a demographic that was interesting and and on the rise. And uh, you know we did we did look into battle bronies, but oh the God. the rainbow the rainbow bright gun and getting teabagged by something that smells like cotton candy, it was just op. <laughs> and uh, ultimately, you know, a fun marketing move, but. Our dedication to the players overrides that, and we we had to cut the battle brony feature. But uh, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, wow. yeah. But one of our community, but one of our outstanding community members did um, did immortalize our our early efforts to do so, and and you can actually it's a fan site, it's not official, but you can actually see his work at battlebronies dot com, um, where he has done an amazing job of rendering what he believes the battle bronies would have looked like, and and so you can check that out. That's awesome. And I am the last part. I'm not making up. He actually oh, did do that. Oh <laughs> <Wow>. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. We're you know we're investing in a lot of things. There's a lot of options, a lot of possibilities. Nice. So uh, on Twitter, one of our yes. uh, listeners on Twitter, Jason H. Watson asked, "Will I suck at it as much as I did at Bad Company Two? I was so bad since I got it late, and everyone had better guns already." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I think that the game is really well balanced. I mean, even if you jump in the beta right now, I mean, we so we had our forty-eight hour early access, and we had some people that real like really did not stop to eat no. or anything. I ran into a guy right. that was a level twenty-two two nights ago. Yeah, and then he's like, "Surprise flashlight!" And you're like, "Oh shit!" And no, yeah. I, I think that. And, and and here's the other thing too is um, a point of discussion that's been coming up is that bullet damage seems a lot higher than it's been in earlier entries. Um, it seems like combat's um. a lot more. Well, I, I, I think I wouldn't say that. Well, some people, I think, yeah, oh, no. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. But <laughs> yeah, see, some people are perceiving that they're dying a lot faster. That it almost feels like a hardcore mode. And my response to them is, well, are you running into someone's line of fire? Like, are you? Are they shooting? And you're like, yeah, and you run at them because guess what's going to happen? And I, yeah. I think that <laughs> no, mm-hmm. yeah, sure you're not. And I'll I think you, you know, no, yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I was playing. I was actually playing before we before we recorded tonight. Sure, yeah. And yeah. I was getting taken down by one shot snipers left and right. Well, yeah, well, if they yeah. hit in the head, they will. Right. That's well, the funny no thing about your what brain. I did. I I'd crawl through the bushes and I pop out of the bushes very slowly in crawling and boom, dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it yeah, and, yeah. I was well, what some, I was some doing. of that, you know, some of that is, you know, we're going to learn about that through the beta and, and some of it, you know, maybe there's needs some things to be moved around. But the other thing too, is hopefully what, what you're learning is that, um, you need to get better. Yeah. yeah stop sucking. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that come out? I mean, no, no. I mean, hopefully, hopefully what you're learning and what I've been telling people is, uh, you know, I think that one of the things we're really pushing for with battlefield three is get tactical. You know, if you're, if you're, if you find that you're dying a lot up in a situation, um, you know, I think what other shooters kind of haven't done – other shooters have been – the evolution of shooters has kind of been this. It's like you're either better than someone or you're not, toe-to-toe. And then it kind of became, well, you're either better at them, but you can kind of compensate 
with a different weapon or you can kind of compensate with a play style and then it kind of became well okay you know and the classic example i love to use was it was like in halo you know if you're really good with the pistol and someone else is really good with the sniper rifle you know it's it's it becomes not about pistol versus sniper rifle it becomes about okay well just who's just flat out better with their weapon Right. right, and that, that was a big step forward. And then it kind of became, well, okay. Battlefield's always been a series where it's okay. Well, you know, who has the better squad play? And I think what Battlefield Three, where we're taking it up a notch, is okay. You know, who has who's the best with their weapon? Who you know is familiar with the situation? Who has the best squad play? But what I think Battlefield Three is really showing people is who is thinking tactically, who has the best tactical thought point. And what's really what's really inspiring to that about me is, is is like if you come into a map as a level one and there's some guy posted out level twenty one and he's got his decked out sniper rifle up on the hill, um, you know, if you can if you can tactically outsmart that person and approach from a pattern or or a place or you know anything, um, you're gonna be able to get the drop on him. And and his level is not necessarily going to be a factor in in just kind of keeping you oppressed. So, you know, I I've been trying trying to talk, talk to people, trying to coach some people, um, and you know maybe some of it's balance issues. But I I, I my my encouragement to you is uh, you know just try to try to think a little more tactically. Try to try to come from some different angles, and yeah, and and hopefully that works. And if it, if it doesn't, then you get a hold of me and we'll have a coaching session one on one. It'll be fine. Well, yeah. and also if uh, if they're using a sniper, very rifle, low, very uh, low look, hourly. <laughs> look, look for the little uh, glint of sunlight out out in the yes. distance because that's the sunlight bouncing off the lens of the uh, right. of the sniper's uh, uh, scope, which off is something I'm so happy they added. Right, me too. Well, it's bouncing; it's actually bouncing off the lens of your imminent death. But yes, that's yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> eh, well, uh, you know, some people know how to use use that to their advantage. Some people don't. Um, no. well, so uh, I guess another question I have is is really about the maps themselves, and uh, I, I going I, I'm going to be playing both on PC and on PS3. It's just the way right. I, it's definitely going to happen. Right? Are is it all the same maps on both platforms? First off, I going to be more on PC, or you probably don't. know. Yeah, I, I you know what I'm not. I want to say yes. I'm not actually entirely certain. I want to say yes, though. Hang on, I've got a document here. It's not in this document. Um, I believe that is the case that it is all going to be... I don't think there's going to be a map that's included in either platform that's not in the other one. I mean, obviously, the like I said before, they're going to be rebalanced and different. Well, they so, have to be because you got 60 players on the PC versions of it, or exactly. 64 players compared to... And that was kind of my other question is... Uh, are they going to be recognizable, I would assume, and then you're just going to kind of... Because in Battlefield 2... You usually had three different iterations of the same map, depending on how many sure. people you had playing on it. So I'm right. wondering, and then they kind of had a like a theme, right? Kind yeah, of tying yeah. them together. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, they're you'll definitely know which one. I mean, they're aside from them having the same name, I think they're going to be definitely recognizable. The maps are also really distinctive. It's not kind of like snow map and then snow map with a creek and then snow map with more buildings but less mountains. <laughs> like they're 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 very very distinguishable. So when you're going into different maps, it's not just going to be like, oh, this is part of the snow maps and oh, this is part of the desert maps. It's going to be like. Oh, and I think people have you know seen this in in trailers. It's like oh, this is the one where I'm downtown, and there's gigantic ass buildings. Yeah. And oh, this is and uh, this is the one where I where I am on the Caspian border, and there's a gigantic radio antenna and people flying around in jets. And there's a, this gas station thing. And oh, this is the one where I'm in a subway station. And you know, so there's all they're they're really really different. 
Now, have you gotten a chance to play against uh, our old nemesis, Matt, in some multiplayer yet? I wouldn't say that I played against him because once the crying started, I got embarrassed for him and walked away, <laughs> which he chalked up as a forfeit on my part, but oh. I don't feel – but if that's what he needs to get up in the morning, then you know what, Matt? You won yes. if that's what you need. But yeah. That's, yeah. Although I can tell you one thing Matt does win at, which is that we went down to L.A., down to the um, EA L.A. office, mm-hmm. and Matt, Matt was driving the rental car. Matt wins at Road Rage. Matt wins at all the Road Rage. <laughs> and he's so even killed when you talk to him. No, he is. No, Matt is like the nicest, most just completely decent upstate. Matt is a, is a really great guy. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he'll rhino fire me. I'm saying that because he's honestly just a really cool guy. But um, you put him behind the, the wheel of a car among some incompetent drivers and uh, things get a little scary. <laughs> I don't get like that, yeah. do I, Josh? Uh, <laughs> I used to work in Chicago, so. Uh, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to remember if we have any other questions because I really – since we got you here, I really want to be able to ask everything. But uh, – how long, uh, is there like a cutoff date for the betas? Ends on October 10th. Yeah, I got it right. Okay. So okay, it is cool. the 10th. Yeah. And just as a little heads up, we are um, – I'm not going to tip my hand yet because I, I can't. But we are going to – I am going to be helping to run a fun little contest uh, during the beta. So look forward to that. Oh. Oh, my. <laughs> Quiet, yes. Mm. Uh, so uh, when, you, when you get back from Sweden, you'll be bringing me a deluxe version of the game, right? Oh yeah, the one with the tank. The one with oh. the, it actually. You'll, you'll it's be weird. Bringing me back a hot six foot Swedish <laughs> girl, yes. right? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Thank you. No. I, I know this well, sounds I, bad, but I'd rather have the game. I, <laughs> <laughs> it pains me to I say think, that, but I'd rather have. <clears throat> well, I, I I don't blame you. I, I, the other thing that I think is fun is uh, I believe the hotel that I'm staying at is truthfully owned by Ava, and each room comes with a complete Ava discography. Oh, so I'm looking. So you'll be bringing me back a hot six foot guy. Is- yeah, <laughs> yeah. really crappy music. Yeah. All right. Well, we've taken a lot of your time, and and uh, really appreciate uh, you coming on and talking to us tonight. Have a great trip to Sweden. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm very intensely jealous because I've been a fan of these guys since the beginning, and uh, just. You know, I love their work, and and I think the uh, the hundreds of hours I've put into the series uh, proves that. Uh, the game's looking great so far. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten to play a little bit more at E3 and stuff like that, and uh, I, which makes me want the game more. And uh, like I said, I just can't wait. So, uh, so what do we got? We got October twenty fifth for the U.S. Uh, release and the twenty eighth for Europe. That I believe right? that's correct. Yes, okay. that sounds right. Oh, we have to wait so long. Ah, I know. It's going to be tough. Very, very happy that, that this is kind of going back to those roots of, of Battlefield and Battlefield 2 and everything else, and hopefully not yeah. much of 2142. So uh, <laughs> with that, <laughs> Ian, I want, to, I want to thank you for coming on. And, and uh, you definitely, anytime you want to come back and talk about something, if there's some DLC coming up or any kind of stuff, uh, please feel free to let me know, and we'll get you back on the show to talk about it. Awesome. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I, uh, I hope I come back very soon. It's been, it's been fun. Awesome. You have a great night, and... Uh, Folks, only a couple more weeks, what, three more weeks to go out and get this game, so uh, get in line now. Oh, 
Well, our thanks to Ian uh, for taking the time out to talk to us on a Friday night. Uh, he actually went to Sweden this week, as you could hear a couple times, because I'm insanely jealous. Uh, so we, we decided to record that a little early. Uh, hopefully we'll get him on to talk again very soon about some DLC or just what's going on with Battlefield. Uh, and uh, we've already been hooked up for some other st- stuff from one of his colleagues. So hopefully we'll have some more stuff on, on some EA goodness pretty soon. Uh, but enough of that stuff. Let's get on to this news because, holy shit, we have some really good news this week. We do. Just, Let's start with this first one because we got a little bit of slack for not talking about the battery life of the PS Vita. Yeah, I think I brought that up last week. Oh, see? Uh, see what happens when I miss see? a week? Well, anyway, we, 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 we bring the bad news, too. There, <laughs> well, there's some news this week. There, uh, come on. We had a little bit of back and forth in an email thread about this. I, I wouldn't say that we're happy with the news. Well, I don't care because I'm not getting the 3G one anyway. So the PS Vita is going to cap the 3G downloads at 20 megabytes. So if you're on the road, you won't be able to download the big files. But if you're at home, no big deal. Well, but here's another way you can do it. Most people have smartphones, and most smartphones offer tethering. Mm -hmm. So if you can get tethering set up, you just tether your Wi-Fi one through your phone, and then you're not capped. Yeah, I'm not not really surprised. Uh, Based on downloading stuff on the PSP, even over Wi-Fi. And I have good Wi-Fi speeds. Yeah. And I'll download a game on the PSP, and the battery will die before it gets downloaded. Or, you know, it just takes hours to download something, like a 1.6 gig game. And it's just crazy. I can't imagine doing that over 3G. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you don't cap it somewhere, I mean, 20 is a little bit low, but if you don't cap it somewhere, people will try to buy a full game and download it on 3G and the battery will die and they'll be pissed and they'll be like, this is ridiculous. What kind of, you know, it sucks. The battery sucks. It can't even, it can't even last while I'm downloading the game. Yeah. There's definitely a reason to do it. it. 20 might be a little low. Maybe they'll up that a little bit, you know, after some real world tests and things like that but who knows i would i would say at least have the cap where you can download a minis title you know or at least like up to 50 meg so that you can get most of the minis titles yeah maybe i'm just not too interested in minis titles i'm i'm thinking that actually 20 megs might be the high end of any of their little apps that they're going to put in there that's a good possibility yeah which is why they're capping it there, because it's really the 3G is really to to grab apps and maybe to do some online gaming, and that's about it. Yeah. And really, go go to your Wi-Fi, go home, go to your PC, and download and and connect and do whatever. Right. Um. So I think that's what they're trying to encourage with that. I would guess. I mean, I I'm getting the 3G model, and I've got no problem with that. Really, I don't want to really try to be downloading a massive game through 3G. That's insane. I I mean, it would, it would literally take over a day to grab a normal game. It, it takes me on my phone just to download like a, let's say an 80 meg podcast. If I set up my, my podcast app on my phone to download one, it takes a good like 45 minutes to an hour on 3G. And I get good 3G signals. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to download a regular size game. It, it's yeah. You're gonna leave that thing sitting there just downloading. Why don't you just go find a Wi-Fi hotspot and pop it on in ten, fifteen minutes? And the funny thing is, I think because this is on AT and T, 
I, if it's like the iPhone, you're going to be able to access Wi-Fi at all the AT&T hotspots. So pretty much any Starbucks, and God knows there's enough Starbucks around, you're going to be able to go to any place that has an AT&T hotspot and put in your account info and be able to use the Wi-Fi for free. And I live in the middle of yeah. nowhere. That'd and be cool. there's a Starbucks in town I could do that at. And it's the same thing with my phone. I'd never, I would never download a podcast to my phone when I'm out somewhere because... Because of that exact reason, it takes freaking forever to download a 60, 70, 80 meg podcast. Well, I just do that when I plug so, in for power. <laughs> yeah, I I do that all at home. I get everything downloaded, and if it's not on the phone, then I just I just deal with it. Or if it happens to be on, um, it uh, what's that called? <laughs> the, the the one that we're on. Yeah, you know that one. <laughs> Furious what? Gamer. <laughs> yes, sorry. I completely forgot their name. I could see the little monkey laughing at me. Don't judge the uh, monkey. Yes. Pointing. Yeah, if it's on Furious Gamer and I'm not underground in the subway, you know, I'll I'll pull that up and, and listen to it there. But otherwise, I'm waiting until I come home to download something because it's just not worth it. I agree. I, I mean... I might grab like an app off the app off the marketplace if somebody tells me about it, but those are only usually like six of meg on my phone. Yeah, I just, that's nothing. that's actually the big one of the biggest reasons I wasn't even thinking of getting a three G version of the Vita. I mean, the only reason I could see doing a three G version of the Vita is if I wanted to use it for my GPS. I th- that's really in my in my mind and, and where I live and everything else. That's the only use I would get out of three G. Because there's still a lot of empty spots where I live. There's, I mean, there's decent 3G coverage, but not enough for me to warrant having it. Because you know, most of the places that I go, I have Wi-Fi access. Even Joel's slow-ass internet. <laughs> Very <laughs> That's nice. the thing. Where, where I am, it makes more sense for me to have the 3G sure. as an option. Sure. So... I'd rather have that because everywhere I go, I mean, there's why, you know, it's New York, there's Wi-Fi everywhere, but Wi-Fi everywhere means Wi-Fi is locked down everywhere, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's a pain in the ass. But what are you going to use 3G for mostly with your Vita where you live? You're not going to use it to go look at news. You're going to be using your phone to do that. Or are you going to use the Vita? I don't know. I really don't know. See, and that's the thing. I'd rather have it and not need it than not have it and go, oh, crap. I wish I had that right now. <laughs> well, the problem is if I, get the, if I get the Japanese one, I don't think I can hook up the AT&T here anyway. So. And that's the other problem. I mean, yeah. it, it, it sounds like it's whining and, you know, the whole iPhone thing and everything else. But AT&T's coverage in this town, remember, I had an iPhone for three years. AT&T is non-existent in this city. It, it does me no good. And plus, like I said, I'd be on Wi-Fi here. I'd be on Wi-Fi... Yeah, where I work, I'd be on Wi-Fi if I go to my parents, any of my friends I, I go to, they all have Wi-Fi. I just, I, I wouldn't use it. Even when traveling on vacation, because the times that I recall pulling down large files to my PSP yeah. would be like if I'm, I'm on vacation somewhere and I want to try something that I didn't plan for and didn't bring with. But I'm always, you know, even at hotels and even small bed and breakfasts, for cripey sakes, have Wi-Fi. Yeah. You can get Wi-Fi pretty much anywhere. So, it, I, and I'm with you, Glenn. I, I'm buying the the Wi-Fi models. So this is, you know, it's, it does me no good. Yeah. So screw you, Josh. 
Well, no, the, the one really important thing, actually, with the Wi-Fi only is that they change the way you log on because one of the big problems, the one time I actually tried to use Wi-Fi on my PSP, well, not the one time, but several times that I've tried to use Wi-Fi on my PSP, like at an airport, you can find the Wi-Fi signal and that's all good and you try to connect to it. Well, the Wi-Fi when you connect to it, will automatically redirect you to some web page that wants you to log in and type in all yeah. kinds of information. Mm-hmm. And the PSP can't do that. Actually, it can. It depends on what proxy that. system they use. Well, like, but it's I, not set up to do that when you when you sniff for a Wi-Fi connection. You know? Well, I mean, I was able to use it at like a Starbucks, and they have the proxy page ahead of time. I was able to use it at a couple other places. But yeah, I agree. Like 95% of the time, it doesn't work. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, these are all questions we'll figure out once these damn things come out. But I'm, like I said, I'd rather have it and not need it. I, I always go that way because I used to buy the cheaper option and then I realized I end up spending double the money anyway because mm-hmm. I realize, oh, crap, I don't want this. I want the other one. And then I have to get rid of that first one, get the other one. And I just get more than I need. See, but but again, I mean, if if you if you get the Wi-Fi one and you and, you, and I understand your point of view too because I'm the same way, and that's why I bought a 3D TV, even though I really am not that hot on 3D most of the time. But in this situation, you know, for the price you're paying for Wi-Fi or for 3G on the Vita, I can just set my phone up to be a hotspot, and I just go through that. Well, and so, I have an iPhone 3GS on AT and T, and I can't tether so. Well, yeah. and also, yeah, well, it's an iPhone. So, but that's the thing is that for me, I mean, I, I've got options. So I would rather get the cheaper model and not have to worry about the contract bullshit because that's why I don't have a hotspot or anything else because I don't want another contract. That's why yeah. I don't have a 3G uh, tablet. That's why, you know, I, I just don't want that extra contract. I'm good with what I've got. Well, you mentioned the iPhone, and I know with my iPhone, and I'm sure everybody's is like this, you try and pull down a large file, and it says, well, this file's too big for 3G. Yeah, get, get exactly. To a, get to a Wi-Fi connection, and then we'll download it for you, and it just sits yeah. there and waits in, waits in a queue, and, and you hit, hit Wi-Fi, and it just pulls it down. Yeah. You it's, know what? Never, no. it's never bothered me, ever. Nah. Now that you say that, I think that caps it at 20 megs as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. So maybe that's why, because it's AT&T in and the, the U.S. saturated. <laughs> That well, but maybe that's an AT and T limit that it's twenty megs because it actually does that on the phone. I I didn't even think about that till you said that it it's twenty megs is where it's capped yeah. for a three G download on on the iPhone. Yeah, it's never bothered me. Never once have I. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's like okay, it makes sense. It's a big file. It's gonna take up my phone. It's going to kill my battery. It's going to take 14 hours. I must just get into Wi-Fi and pull it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no big deal. And Wi-Fi is so accessible everywhere. I'm not making excuses for Sony. I know, you know, every once in a while, we got to give them a hard time. This just doesn't seem like that time. This is really yeah. no big deal. Nah, you know, I and I see a lot of websites saying, well, this is going to encourage mini games or it's going to encourage this or encourage that. This don't mean anything. This just means they're capping them at a, at a certain size for whatever reason. It's not seriously. It's, it's not We're, a sign of the future. Like, oh, all of a sudden, this is going to be the Facebook machine. Like, what? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> is, were people really only going to download on three G? Was that the plan here I somewhere know, right? for somebody? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> One person out there. Let's be serious about this. Hey, you download on your PS three. 
or you download on your PC and then you transfer it over because that's the quickest way to do it, period. <laughs> that's the easiest way to do it for the exactly. PSP. And I'm sure it's going to be the easiest way to do it for the Vita. It's just crazy to do it any other way. Even on Wi-Fi, it's crazy to download something. Uh, on the PSP, it takes freaking forever. I just go down... Well, yeah. on the PSP, it's because they're, uh, the bus on that thing is terrible, and so is the radio. I think the Vita is probably going to be a lot faster because it actually supports G. Well, okay, yeah. So it'll be faster, but I will still, with the option, I'll still most likely download to the PS3 or the PC and just connect it. Because yeah. it's just it's just quicker. It's oh, I, just I, always I, yeah, been I, easier. Yeah. Well, we mentioned the iPhone and the fact that they've got the same sort of thing going on. So <clears throat> it's not only going to be on the PSN or on the PSP, which is our next story, only on the PSN. <laughs> How's that for a cheesy segue, boys? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves one of these. Cheese. Nice job. So we've got a promotion on the PSN here in October. And this was announced, you know, by PlayStation that there is only on PSN. When I think only on PSN, you know what this reminds me of? It's the GameCube and the Xbox. Always used to have only on Xbox, yeah. only on GameCube, and all of their. Did PS2 ever do that? I don't recall ever seeing like God of War with no. a little thing on it that said only on the PS2. They didn't. They didn't they have didn't to because they were to. usually the ones <laughs> ones that had the only on PS2. <laughs> yeah, the PS2 exactly. was so far ahead of everybody else in terms of market share and everything that they didn't need to bother with any of that. Yeah, PS3 they've had to do that because they've they've you know they stumbled out of the gate with yeah. you know a year after the Xbox 360, the high price, the perceived lack of games and everything, the shoddy state of the PSN, you know, they weren't ready for the launch. So right. they've had to do that. And actually this makes sense. It's finally promoting because the PSN, you know, 360 has some great Xbox Live Arcade. Xbox Live has great um exclusive titles and they promote the hell out of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now Sony is finally saying, "Yes, you know what? We've got some pretty badass titles that you can only get here on the PSN, and now we're going to promote the hell out of them. You know, well, it's good that they're finally coming around to it. They, they mm-hmm. made that big statement that they were putting $20 million into the PSN and, and trying to gain those exclusives, though, too. And it's nice seeing this push. You know, they, they made it very obvious at, at E3 that they were really going to go after this, and it's nice seeing them follow through. Yeah, yeah. I like what you just said, Josh, about how the PS2 didn't do that, and you know it was only the, the GameCube and the Xbox that were doing that. And I think what's similar here is the, you know the first console out of the gate didn't really need to do it. So the PS, P, PS2 was around for a while, obviously, before the GameCube and the Xbox came out. By the time those came out, they had to do something to really kind of segregate themselves away from what was already the behemoth, the PS2. I mean, the PS2 came out of the gate. People were pre-ordering that thing months in advance, and it was, mm-hmm. was the de- it was the de facto next-gen console before the other ones were even close to coming out. Yeah. By the time they came out, Xbox and GameCube, it was like, shit, we gotta do something to make it, to make ours appealing, to make ours different. So they started sticking those little things on there. You know, what's funny to me, though, is the Xbox 360 was the first to launch this generation, and on day one, they had that little logo up in the corner. Oh, yeah. Dead or, Dead or Alive 4, only on Xbox 360. Yeah. Well, of course, because there is no other system yet, you jackass. Yeah, it's all marketing. It's it's it's, it's non-draper to exactly. I mean, look at it. The PS2 is still selling. Still to this day, it's still selling enough that it's 
profitable for Sony to keep making it and keep putting it out there. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. It is the best-selling console ever. Yeah. And, you know, it might never be passed. It looked like the Wii was going to catch it at one point, but the Wii has started to lose momentum. Didn't the DS pass it? I don't think the D did it. I don't think it did. No, I have to look. Well, let me quickly go down the list here of all. All right, the, fine. Uh, console, only, uh, not handheld. Fuck you. Well, the DS is a console. <laughs> Just like the Vita is a console. It's a DS handheld is not console. console. It's a handheld it console. It it's not a console. Only on PSN in October. We've got October fourth, Euphoria, and Rochard, which of course Glenn talked about last week. Buy October eleventh, Sideway, New York. Which looks really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. October 13th, Sodium Collection. The 18th. No, is- actually, wait a second. That confuses me. The Sodium Collection. So you buy that. Can you only play that in home? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but it's that's a little weird. Yeah, okay. it's all of it. It's all the titles for nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, and that that is a little weird. There, I hope they really explain that because people may be like, "Oh, cool," and they'll buy it and be like, "Wait, where's my game? What?" <laughs> <laughs> October eighteenth, and these dates are, I'm assuming, U.S. Uh, I don't, I believe there's a U.S. Yeah, here. they are. They are. Um, where did I leave off? Okabu, action puzzler, which I'm talking about a while ago. Rocket Birds, Hard Boiled Chicken, which has gotten some coverage on our website and folks are pretty excited for. And then the end of the month brings some really big boys. I can't. These, man, these could be a great end of the month. October 25th, the infamous Festival of Blood download. Yeah. And, and then, of course, Pixel Junk Side Scroller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's coming out this fast. I thought it was going to be later on. That's so awesome. God, I can't wait to play that again. That yeah. was so much fun. <laughs> and you can play a two-player co-op. And it's awesome visuals, and it's fun gameplay. Yeah, it's they they really did a nice job with blending the different kinds of shmup styles. You know, bullet hell compared to traditional shmup, and that cool visual effect that you kind of saw in Gravity Crash. You know, the vector look uh, while still keeping that that pixel junk aesthetic, and it's it's going to be awesome. We'll just have to see how fucking hard it is, though. Yeah, no shit. By the way, I just emailed kind of, you uh, or messaged you. Uh, DS sold 147 million as of June 30th of 2011, eh. but that's all three iterations of it. So that's yeah. the DS Lite, the DSi, and the DS uh, DSi XL. Yeah, still, and I don't, I don't number, count though. that as a console. That's a handheld, and that's, that's for children. That's so. a lot of units. 147 million. Wow. I can't believe it sold more in the Americas than it did in Japan. Well, yeah, you know why? Because American parents are lazy, and they say this will shut the kid up on yeah. those long trips True. and give it to them because <laughs> it's cheap. What, did the Japanese take the long route and listen to the kid's bullshit the whole way, or what? <laughs> no, they just buy them a cell phone because over there, cell phones are the big mm-hmm. big portable gaming <laughs> platform. You know, I think that one of the neatest things in, in this news, and of course, these are all great games, and this is great. It's a good time to be a PlayStation owner because you got all this great content but there's ps2 games coming to the psn well, wait crazy. a second wait 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 as part of all this yeah we didn't even talk about this and this isn't in the news if you spend 60 bucks in october on the psn uh-huh. you'll automatically get ten dollars back in november in a voucher wow oh. i didn't hear about that yeah 
And actually, if you go onto the PlayStation Store, it's all over there. It's it's listed. It's constantly flashing up at the top. Spend sixty bucks in uh, in October and get ten dollars back in November. Or it says just says get ten dollars back, but you'll be getting it back as a voucher in November. Now I'm wondering if you spend a hundred twenty bucks, are you going to get twenty dollars back? <laughs> is it for every sixty dollars, or is it Ooh, just sixty bucks? No, question. it's just the one time. Because the the language, at least on the PlayStation blog, is that users who spend sixty dollars or more out of their PlayStation network will get the ten dollars back in November. Uh, yeah, I just found that. Yeah. This includes uh, right. uh, only on PSN games, which we just listed them all. Uh, games, add-ons, movies, and TV shows in both the game and video sections of the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Paid subscriptions, PlayStation Plus or Music Unlimited, movie rentals, and then purchases through the Video Unlimited. So it looks like they... And virtual items in home. So they're really letting you really spend the money anywhere. Pretty much that's, anything, yeah. That's, that's got a cool way to do it. Yeah, definitely. That is good. Yeah. Uh, I will say... Uh, Got you, Floria, but I haven't played it yet, so I'll be talking about that next week. But uh, and we met that guy. Remember, he he ended up at Meltdown Comics the day we were doing the live show. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and Chris nice saw him guy. tweet about it. We're like, dude, what the hell? So actually, uh, you know what? What? Crap. We we should email him and see if we can get him on. I've already been talking to him. You dick. All right. Yeah. Good. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Rochard. I'm telling you guys. I reviewed it last week. I'm telling you buy it right now actually i think until the end of the week if you have ps plus it's 7.99 but even 9.99 rochard is worth it. i've been playing more of it it is it's a must buy it really is so and i yeah. i've just really been enjoying that game and the ps2 games there's ps2 games coming <laughs> god hand maximo ghost of glory odin's fear ring of red is ps2 full games are going to be on the psn couple so of caveats this- though yeah, what is that? The save games from the regular PS2 discs are not compatible with these. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it makes, sort of makes sense. Well, not really, because you can get an adapter well, that I have. I have a PS2 to PS3 adapter uh, yeah. for your memory card. <laughs> it would have yeah. been nice. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks that it happened, but, uh, I, you know, it's great that they're doing this. I, I really like that they're doing We We all knew they were going to do this at one at some point. But I own all those, <laughs> and I have a backward-compatible PS3. Well, all right. Here. It's the sign of things to come. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, the, me- it's the fact that PS2 games could be there, and the games you don't own yet may They need to bring Gradius 5 out. They need to bring Gradius 5 out. Get oh, on that great. with Konami, damn it. There's three of these games I don't own. I do own Odin Sphere, and I do own uh, Maximo, Ghost Glory. But the God other Hand three I didn't awesome. own. Yeah, well, I got God Hand. Yeah. I downloaded it because I wanted to check it out. It's, it's one of those games I really wanted. And it's tough as balls. And it is. It's fun. Yeah. But now, see, this is what confuses me. This is what really confuses me. Because I got it on... I downloaded it on the Slim upstairs. Mm-hmm. It does the full-on emulation where, you know, it drops out of the PS3... Um, the the software and starts up the PS2. You have to, you know, that's hit because your they have a wrapper on button. it. No, they have they have what's called a wrapper on it, and that's how the PS1 mm-hmm. games actually work a lot of times. But um, basically, but, it's like the Turbo Graphics games are made as well. But they basically make this emulation wrapper and they put it around the original ROM, so they build the entire space that it would be in on the PS2. And they just basically emulate the PS2 in this in this software wrapper. 
Okay. That's why it does that. But that right there says if they can build that entire emulation wrapper, they can make a download for the Slims that enables PS2 software backward compatibility. Yes and no, because a lot of times with these kind of wrappers, and this is why they did it for a little while on the 360 with the Xbox games, and then they stopped doing it, because they have to customize things in that wrapper for every one of them, because they don't... When they have that wrapper, it's not the full environment, usually, from what I've read. Uh, So they have to make changes to it for each individual title, and that costs money. So that's why, Mm. you know, when you saw it on the 360... They had a bunch Crap. of those already put on the system, but then when the newer games were coming out, they were you would get a system update and it would it would update like twenty more games, you know, or add twenty more games. Yeah. And all it was do it was doing was downloading those wrappers so they were there on the hard drive. So the funny thing is the Turbo Graphics one that they built for um that they built for uh uh like all those games, you could use it with almost every single game because those older 16-bit systems and 8-bit systems, it's a lot easier because there wasn't much to that system, and it's not going to take much CPU or space to put all that stuff right in the wrapper. So, but it gets different when you get into these more complex systems that, you know, you could have a DVD full for the PS2, and that's 4 gig, or up to, you know, 4.6 gig or up to 9 gig if they used a dual layer. They have to have a lot of stuff in that wrapper, and that's why you have to kind of customize it every time. Crap. Yeah, in which direction do some of the first parties go, or Sony's first party <sighs> titles? Because we've seen like Sly Cooper, God of War, um, see, all these games now coming in with HD versions. They got trophies. They've got you know some. They're kind of going back and fixing some of the uh, the rough edges and everything. What would you rather see? I mean, do you, would you rather they take all the classics and do the HD with them and add the trophies and put them out in a compilation disc, or would you prefer to go back and buy the the original PS2 versions? I'm happy either way. It, it depends on the game. I like what Sony's doing with like Shadow of the Colossus and Eco, especially because those those games were really pushing past the limits of the PS2, oh, and the yeah. game struggled to to run well. I mean, they were still incredible games, but now having those locked at this insane frame rate, I don't even care about the 3D edition. Just having this great frame rate and having those updated textures and everything else makes that. It's finally, in my opinion, kind of the realization of what that game always could have been. But what Sony's doing with these, I think, is awesome because God of War, Grim Grim, Grimoire, Maximo, Odin Spear, Ring of Red, all of them are really well-done games. They were very late in the cycle of the system, and they really used a lot of of the features, but they were so unique in terms of what they did and the story and the gameplay and everything else. I think this is great because this is giving these games their second chance at becoming popular and becoming... Something that they probably should have been originally, but a lot of people didn't know about them. You know what I mean? It, they they were really well, critically acclaimed, but they didn't sell really well. Except for Maximo, I think yeah. that did well. But they're, I mean, literally everyone on this list is is an excellent, excellent game. Odin Sphere actually sold well enough to become a greatest hit. Yeah, um, it's got a good spiral game. Yeah, yeah, that was out there big time. Um, I don't know. And actually, Chris. Uh, from Indus, uh, Shino. <laughs> That's one of his favorite games, if I remember correctly. It's he just you're not going to believe the artwork in that game. I mean, it's it's stunning. It's well, a 2D- I own it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, for everybody else, though, we're talking to other yeah. people too. Oh, fuck them. 
<laughs> you no, just it, ruined the magic of podcasting, yeah, Glenn. There's nobody listening. I know. That's true, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. But no, I, that one, I mean, just blew everybody away. Unfortunately, I think it was the save system was really weird on it. But like God Hand, I mean, this is the precursor to, I think, like Mad World, wasn't it? I mean, this is the same developer, if I remember. It's the same developer, yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, God Hand is just so fucked up too. It's it's yeah. It's <laughs> it's Japanese fucked up. You know that that stuff you just expect it from Japan. It's just messed up, and it's so fucking difficult. But it's so taking dumb. your kids on long trips and just putting up with it, not yeah. giving them a handheld. <laughs> All it is. How much? How much did you pay for God Hand, Josh? I haven't got to the store lately to it's see the prices. Bucks. They're all ten, 10 bucks. bucks. Man, so looking at something deal. like the Sly Collection, which was what thirty nine ninety nine for three games, yeah, it's pretty much similarly priced. Yeah, and, yeah, for the most part. And these I mean, aren't these aren't upres. I mean, they probably have the upresing on them. I would assume in the software, but I mean, these in aren't, the software, like, yeah, yeah, they're not redone well, that's like the, thing. The, the collections. You can do the smoothing. You can do. You know the other stuff, but that that was the thing that threw me because I hit the uh, PlayStation button while I was playing it because I realized I didn't have a PS2 save card, you know, sitting on the hard drive or have it selected oh, in slot yeah. one or two, and you don't even have that option. It saves it to a completely different uh, folder. Yeah. It doesn't save it on the save cards, on the virtual save cards at all. It saves mm. it in its own special... Like, there's a PS3 saves, there's a mini saves, and sure, now sure. there's a PS2 yeah. saves as well. Mm. Yeah, so it, it does kinda, it that, that that's way. One of my really, that, that's my biggest disappointment with all this, is that you know if you have a save game on there, maybe you had the PS2 game and it got ruined somehow. And this is your second chance at redemption, you know, and you've got the save file in your card and, oh, it doesn't work. You know, it, it kind of sucks yeah. that they did that that way. It would be nice if they could, if they had some, you know, maybe there's something down the line where they can do like a conversion. Because there were problems. Remember when the when the PS3 first came out and that little dongle was available that you could... Oh, the PSP, that's what it was. When you when you pull your PS1 games to the PSP, they'd have to do some kind of crazy conversion, and then you could never get them back. And then there was a firmware update where you could then just save them either way, and everything was all good. You could just bounce back and forth. Uh, so they yeah. did fix that eventually. I and mean, maybe they can, you know, through software at some point, they can fix that. It might be but, a limitation of the software, though, too. It might be. I we don't know, but there was there was something you were saying earlier about you know the the difference between whether you want it you know HDified and 3D'd and everything and and trophies and all that or or just the game. Killzone, the original Killzone, yeah, just like these games. This is one of those games that was pushing the technology beyond what it could possibly do. And Killzone, the original, would benefit so much from an HD upgrade and just sort of a going back through. And just the sound alone in that game, getting an upgrade would be huge. Because it was all so low bit rate. (laughs) It was just terrible. Well, yeah, they were were really trying to pack a lot onto that disc. And also, all the stuff they had going on in the system, I think they were just dealing with a memory limitation at the time. And the game itself was fun. It was a great story. I yeah, loved it was still the, a little, the controls were a little the, sloppy. The, I love the story though. Yeah, I do. You too. know, 
And there were so many different settings. I mean, they took everywhere. Yeah. And it was just, I really love that game. And I could see where, you know, if they had the technology to really do what they wanted to do, it would have been an awesome game. And when all these things started coming out, you know, the Sly Collection, now the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, I'm thinking, oh, Killzone would just benefit so much from that. It would be perfect for that. I agree. You know, at worst, bring it out as one of these, as a $10 download, so that people who are really into Killzone 2 and 3 can actually go back and play it if they never played it. I'd rather have an up-convert like the other ones, though. Yeah. I really would. Oh, yeah, I would, too. But... uh, I mean that's money, you know, yeah. and and that's going to cost some. But it would be badass if they could use the engines they're using now and just sort of rework that first game oh with those new engines. Holy oh, crap! That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be really cool. This is a great discussion. I'd love for our community to chime in on this. So if you listeners can hit our website, we'll obviously have the show posted there. There'll be a, a news story with the post. Uh, PSNation.org. Just go into the comments of the show and, and put in your two cents here. Which would you prefer? The up H- HDified, as Josh put it, which I think is a great way of putting it, or or the PS2 versions. You know, which would you prefer? And then make a list. What games do you want to see? And we can kind of yeah. carry on this discussion because, man, we could probably talk two more hours about this. A good topic. We'll we'll make that a, an item on our agenda next week. How about that? If we get enough responses. Very good. And of course, yeah. when you're at the website, you can also vote on that new poll that's up. The best game of the third quarter, 2011. So be sure to swing by that. It's up in the featured section. Vote on your, your favorite game in the third quarter of 2011. Right now, I think Resistance 3 and Deus Ex are mm-hmm. leading the way. So be sure to chime in on that as well. I can't wait until January when I actually get to play something in my backlog like Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for Extra Life because the backlog oh. sure gets some love. Yeah. Uh, well, on to the next topic. I'm going br- to bring this one up because I'm very excited for this. I do not play this game enough, and I'm definitely definitely going to be playing this online uh, for Extra Life. Uh, Gran Turismo 5 is getting a humongous free update and also some new DLC and a price drop. So game dropped down to $39.99, number one. So if you don't have the game and you're a racing fan, definitely get it. Uh, through some updates, even uh, after the initial release, the game has gotten just awesome in terms of features. Uh, but listen to some of these. This is a free update. So you're going to be getting uh, all of the 11 NASCAR race cars from the 2011 season. You're going to be getting... One of the big complaints about the game was, you know, they added that interior view. But the interior view when the game came out only worked on the premium cars only. Only 500 cars. Uh, But you didn't get it in all the cars that were in the game. Guess what? With this new update, for free, you get the full detailed interior view of every single car in the game are you shitting me <laughs> did they polish the do they polish the outside of those non-premium vehicles also i doubt it i mean but i never had a problem with how they looked i was taking screenshots and you seriously unless you were in photo mode you couldn't tell that big of a difference in photo mode is really where you saw the big difference so i didn't like it at all i, I had no problem was, with it it was off-putting I mean, if if it, I wish I could race a race where all the cars were premium cars, and then it wouldn't bother me at all. You can but actually have do like that. A, There's a few of them that are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, sh- I should go back. I, that was off-putting to me to see the the drastic difference in texture from car to car. Well, wait until you see the game on your new TV, though. Yeah, uh, also, really uh, adjustable that. opponent AI in arcade mode. Uh, this I really like. I wonder if you can do this in the 24-hour. Uh, uh, endurance race, but uh, players will now have the option to save their progress during lengthy racing events. So yeah, that's cheap. 
that's, that's not cheap, cheap for a 24-hour endurance race? Yes, Fuck it that. is. Fuck. Because there's a trophy for that. Yeah, but the well, maybe that's why I'm saying maybe it doesn't work in that 24-hour endurance because that's well, yeah, but they, you can do it, they, but you don't. They hooked up trophy. with they hooked up with EA, so it's only five dollars to do the yeah. mid states. <laughs> yeah, I actually, Ching. you know, my friend, um, my friend who that's pretty much the reason he got the PS3, uh-huh. and that's all he plays. I was talking to him last week, and I said, "So what are you down to?" He's down to three trophies. Wow! To for a platinum, he needs the Jeez. special event uh, gold, all golds in the special event, uh, the nine-hour endurance and the twenty-four-hour endurance. Wow! And that's it for the platinum. You and I sent him a message today, and I said because that was like number seven on the list was the save the, you know, save the longer oh, yeah, races. Yeah, yeah. I said you're not going to puss out and and do number seven to get those last two trophies, are you? <laughs> <laughs> because that's just wrong. You can't, you shouldn't be able to do that. That was kind of the fun of GT three and four. You know, or which one did they both have the twenty four hour race? I don't remember one of three did, did, but I know least. four did. Yeah, four did. Yeah, and that was the fun of it. You know, was actually doing the full twenty four hour race. Oh God, boy, would people be pissed if I streamed that whole thing for all twenty four hours of extra? That's life. what you should do. <laughs> We're gonna see another game. No, I'm not doing it. I won't do it. No. That Shit, was the I'm thing I told him. <laughs> I said, you should do it as part of Extra Life. Do that for 24 hours. There you go. That's what yeah, Will was saying. So Will Powers on, on Twitter today. He's like, oh, dude, do that 24-hour thing. Fuck that shit. Uh, we got a lot to go through here. Hold on. Uh, so the photo mode, they updated the photo mode a ton. You can now take pictures with your personalized driver avatar uh, and also customizable racing suits and helmets, which, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, you can even fast forward and rewind race replays to get a better capture of that key moment. Uh, expanded the shuffle mode for uh, friendly competition between players at different skill levels online. And uh, a full batch of downloadable content for GT5 in the coming weeks. Uh, I think this is probably going to be paid content, but new vehicles, new tracks. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, the game's got a ton of tracks already, but new tracks. I'm really, really hoping that some of these tracks are NASCAR tracks, because that was my biggest disappointment with the game, is that it only had two tracks, and both of them were super speedways. You know, there was no Bristol. There was it, it, None of the short tracks were in there at all, and that was really... That was kind of off-putting for me for the NASCAR thing because I still think they missed out on a huge opportunity to to capitalize on that NASCAR license. Uh, so yeah, check out the Gran Turismo website for a lot more details when they come out. We'll be talking about it here, but this is awesome news. And like I said, I am definitely 100% planning on playing some online GT5 for Extra Life. Uh, I, I, everybody needs to get on there and play. Also, uh, one thing I missed: uh, full support. For the G25 and G27 uh, Logitech steering wheels, finally. So now uh, you can actually officially support it. You can just choose it instead of having to try to set everything up on your own. So that's that's big news in itself. Well, I wish they would fix the online mode where, you know, like we were trying to do online. You'd send a message. Okay, we're in room X two seven nine six three four eight. It it is it's stupid, but. It is. I don't know. I mean that that's just another one of those uh one of those examples of Japanese people don't know how to make online games. <laughs> but it yeah. plays great online. They've really fixed it. I mean when that game first came out, online was it worked, but you would have those weird weird items where like all of a sudden somebody's car would start floating all over the place, that kind of thing. But 
uh, through patching, it's been rock solid lately. I mean, there's still issues, but it, it's very, very minor. So I'm I'm so looking forward to playing that for Extra Life. That's on the top of my list. That and Uncharted 3. Well, yesterday, I think to, maybe that was today, we had a really cool email thread amongst the PS Nation team, which of course is us and all those awesome writers that are with us. Yesterday's thread was hilarious, though, where uh, I, should, I probably shouldn't say it on the air, but one of the writers was looking to get the day afternoon off to play a, a new release. And I won't say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble. But just a, just a back-and-forth conversation about what excuse he could use to go home to play Rage, which was, man, I was laughing all day with that thread. And I could barely type anything, so I was just on my phone going, ow, my liver! Ow, my spleen! <laughs> and today we had a really good, it was kind of a, a nerd out or a freak out with the, the new commercial we saw. So this is a new PlayStation commercial, which I'm not even sure if, it hit, if it's hit television yet or if it's just out on the internet or internets. I'm sure it's coming to TV. I wouldn't doubt but it. De- no? No, I said I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't put all the money into this production without putting it on television. Yeah. So go, ch- go check it out. We'll have a, show, a link to it in our show notes. There's a new PlayStation commercial that you've just got to see. If you're a PlayStation fan, it's, it's one of the best, if not the best, PlayStation commercial I've ever seen. What do you guys think? Well, uh, we had a little discussion about the, uh, you know, we had that that little sneak preview trailer that w- that was out a couple weeks ago, and uh, how Josh was just uh, 100% sure that it was uh, about the PlayStation Home upgrade, and I kept saying last week that no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Yeah, uh, but what did you say it was? I said it was something, maybe new PSN stuff, something, but I didn't say it was. It's definitely PSN. It's definitely this. No, you said said it's something else. It's not home. And you, no, 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 it's home. You said you were sure it was something else. I only said it once. I wasn't like going back and forth. Yeah, sure. I'll pull up those emails and start reading them on the air if you want. (laughs) Well, I mean, you could also bring up the audio of you saying it a few times last week. Just saying. Huh? Right. Yeah. So we we, yeah. we got like a, what like a like a bar scene like a cantina sort of place where all these PlayStation heroes characters are gathered together talking about their hero Michael who of course is a gamer yeah and it's just very cleverly done how all these people are saying you know without this guy we'd be nothing <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the cool <laughs> thing is you know these they got on and, and solicited Sony did solicited people to send a picture in with them holding onto a PlayStation controller. And the picture they show in this commercial is one of those pictures. So this is a real gamer from the PlayStation community that sent this picture in. That's cool. And also I want to say thanks to Scott Steinberg for the uh, shout-out on the article today. He said, hey, PlayStation Nation. What does this have to do with the commercial we're talking about? <laughs> it's, the, it's the article for the, for the commercial on the PlayStation oh, really? blog. Yeah, yeah. I, if you go to the PlayStation blog and look it up, he goes, we, we, we asked for people from the PlayStation Nation to do this and that. So I sent oh, an email. Oh, yeah. I sent an email today and said, <laughs> thanks, Scott, for the shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we'd prefer PS Nation, but you well, go ahead and do you know, we, we, <laughs> In everybody's heart, it's still PlayStation Nation. Plus, there's some third-party games in there, too, which I thought was kind of cool. That was, yeah, uh, Dead Space. You know, and, uh, S- Snake, Solid Snake was in there. That was fucking cool. That... I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, what else? Let's see. Well, Assassin's Creed, Ezio was in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it's cool. It's a really cool concept and everything. But when I saw it and I saw like the third rate Drake and the third rate Snake, I was like, <laughs> was this a fan video? <laughs> no, but the cool thing yeah, is that we're using the real voices at least. 
Yeah, it is but, weird to see them as a human character, though. Really? The way they, the, yeah, the people, the actors that got playing them, and the makeup and everything—it's just some of them looked terrible. Some of them looked awesome. Oh. Kratos looked freaking awesome, but I think he was all CGI. I think he was, no, I, I thought that too, but it, the face doesn't look right. I think it's a real person. I, I, I was know. confused by that too because Solid Snake looked real, and then he looked CGI a little bit later. Yeah, so I was having a hard time trying to figure that out. Snake looked bad. Drake looked bad. Snake and Drake were just. <laughs> You're so nitpicky. I, uh, yeah. It's a fanboy commercial, though, so it's a good. It is. I, I mean, it's yeah. when you concept. see it, that's all I could think. I was and like, man, this this looks like a fan made commercial. <laughs> I mean, high production values, yeah. But the moment I saw those characters, I was like, is this a goof? Who did well, this? <laughs> supposedly, thought, there's supposed to be nine of them. Really, I thought Cole looked really good. Yeah, yeah they, Cole they was that. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Definitely. neat commercial, though, and, and if you're on Twitter at all, if you can get by the uh, Rest in Peace Steve Jobs tweets, uh, you'll probably find this link because uh, I I probably got that tweeted at the main account 15, 20 times today. So it's everywhere. Or hit the PlayStation blog up, too. And then last but not least, you guys are into this franchise. You want to talk about this? Y- Yakuza news? Yeah, I'm surprised this is coming, honestly, but uh, Yakuza Dead Souls is actually heading to the U.S. Sega's actually bringing it out over here, which a lot of people didn't think they would, so this is the, uh, it's a Yakuza game with zombies, which, the first I heard of it when they showed it at TGS last year, I went, really? More zombies? It looks cool, it still looks like it's got that Yakuza feel to it, but I don't know if I'll get it. I just, zombies? Really? Yeah, I'll probably get it anyway because it's Yakuza. <laughs> I know, but I don't know. It's cool. I don't think they gave a date or anything for it. Zombies in Tokyo. Yeah, there's supposed well, to be a big storyline behind it, too. It's supposed to be a storyline with it. It's not just your usual go blast a billion zombies. There's apparently a story. I, I guess we'll find out when it comes out. Yeah, but I mean, all the characters have guns this time. They never, you never get a gun in the game. So that, that's, that's okay. kind of weird... Offshoot. I already saw zombies in Tokyo in the last Resident Evil movie, so that's okay. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> in 3D. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. I mean, it's cool that they're bringing it. I, I, I'm very impressed with Sega, honestly. Uh, you know, first off, they bring Yakuza 3 over. Nobody thought they would, but they took out a lot of the, the very Japanese stuff, and, and there was a big fan uproar, and uh, I was impressed that Sega actually listened. So when they brought Yakuza 4 out, it had essentially every single thing in there. Uh, except for the, they took one thing out, but nobody cared. Like I think they took Mahjong out or something. Uh, and it was a better game for it, in my opinion. So, you know, I have a little bit of faith. But the whole zombie thing for me just turns me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no cricket. That's true. Cricket, well, hey. Yeah. All right. Well, who wants to start with what we're playing? I think Joel should, since we haven't heard from him for a couple of weeks. All right. Happy to do that. Uh, the game everybody wants to hear me talk more about, based on the emails I've seen, Gears of War 3. I played more of that. <laughs> <laughs> when did this Good become Lord, a 360 people. podcast? Yeah. I, come on. I talked about it for, like, what, five or ten minutes, and it's like people are emailing me, like, you talked about the 360 for hours. Yeah, Excuse well, no, it's, it's because you know? I talked about the game room stuff, too. Okay. Jeez, Jeez, calm down, people. We're gamers, so it, guys. Yeah, it's a, there's, a, there's a good game on another system. Shit, faint, and die. Get over it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Gears of War 3, playing through that on co-op. I'm to the last 
act, and hopefully we can push through it. Bill and I, we're, we're playing through it. And Stoffinator, too, i got to get back in touch with him. So I'll finish that off so everyone can relax. I won't talk about it again. You know, it's okay. There's nothing to see here. Last act, right. like it's Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, yeah, the story is Shakespearean. It's yeah. done so well. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, it's not just it's a better- remake of Romeo and Juliet like everything else? It's a better story, perhaps, than the last two, but that's like comparing, you know, turds to crap. <laughs> so it's better, but it, it's not good. And then finally, guys, you guys got me all excited for this Renegade Ops. I started playing some of that, <sighs> and that is that is such a cool game. It is. When it Man, I am loving that. Right. You know, it reminds me of, and this is an N sixty four game. <gasps> Nintendo, you <gasps> all right with that? You son of a bitch! Uh, what are you talking about that for? Blast Core. It sort of uh, reminds me of Blast Core, and I love that game. And it's got the, uh, oh, what the hell is that series? The helicopter series. Well, Desert EA Strike, and all those, yeah. Yeah, Desert it's got Strike. a little Desert That's Strike with Blast to, Core yeah. sort of mixed in. And I'm loving it. The steering took me a little bit to figure out. Once I figured it out, though, game is a blast. It's hard. Because I, I started off on normal, and I got tanked. You killed pretty bad. Then I went back to casual beat that level and it's like okay well casual is pussy mode so you get nothing for that i'm like ah crap (laughs) so i gotta go back and play it on normal again but once you get the hang of it such a fun game you know i only played it by myself so i think i really got to get on with some peeps and check this out in co-op so much fun when When it it doesn't fizzle out on you or whatever the multiplayer is one of the best i've played in a long time yeah this might be an extra life game oh yeah as far as multiplayer oh yeah that's happening then, of course, I'm working through my Costume Quest game, and I just noticed it's now free with the PS Plus yep. on, on PSN. So, hey, folks, go grab that game if you've got PlayStation Plus. Awesome, awesome little RPG. Yeah. And I got in the Pixel Junk Monsters Alpha. This is the Facebook sort of game that they're going to be putting out in the near future. Wait, nice. now you're talking about Facebook? Oh, what? Geez, come oh. on. I know. I know. It's the web browser. You're, junk. you're just teasing because the web browser and the PlayStation 3 probably can't play it. <laughs> Dick. It's pretty cool. It's, wow. I can't wait for this to come out. I've never, got, never thought of playing a Facebook game in a million years until I played this. Wow. It's cool. It's, it's those geniuses of Q games. They'll do it to you. Man, I love them Pixel Junk Monsters. As soon as I heard this was coming, I was tweeting at Dylan Cuthbert, like, hey, uh, 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 <laughs> Pixel Junk Monsters, your boy over here, you know, and he hooked me up. So, pretty awesome. cool. Good stuff. I, I got, a wonder, got around to finally watching this movie. We talked about it over the summer when we were hanging out at, uh, in LA, but X Men First Class. Ah, yeah. Picked up the Blu ray, watched it, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Actually, sat the wife down, made her watch it. I'm like, she's not even a superhero <laughs> nice. movie besides Thor, who obviously she's, you know. Well, uh, that ain't about the movie. That's <laughs> Thor, yeah. But set her down in front of it. And just the, the cast is phenomenal. Some great actors and actresses. Yeah. The story is really, really well done. Is. It's got to be one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Very, very well done. It's my favorite X Men movie. Now, uh, actually. We didn't talk about this, Glenn, when you and I saw it, but this was in my mind when I saw it, and then I was reading up afterwards, and that became like a mini-controversy. Oh, I know where you're going with this. It just, it was very obvious to me. I mean, it's obvious if you watch the movie that that? the white characters are the good characters, and the minority people are the evil characters, and even even the good ones that are minorities turn evil. Yeah. (laughs) Well, except for Magneto. How is he a minority? Well, yeah. I mean, he's the only one. But 
There goes your theory right out the fucking window. No, but all the minorities. <laughs> no, all the minorities in the movie, even the ones yeah. that started good, became evil. Yeah. Well, maybe if you. I Way mean, to give away the movie. Really, yeah, you kind of give oh, away sorry. the ending if you start. Spoiler. Go back and uh, yeah, miss skip that. <laughs> Just look at this little red light real quick. Magneto who? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I noticed that when I was watching the movie. Like, I loved the movie, too. I thought yeah. it was great. I thought it was a great sort of reboot, and the actors are just phenomenal. Yeah. But that kind of threw me, too. I was kind of like, whoa, why? Uh, that's a little weird that mm-hmm. that's sort of the way it all fell. <laughs> yeah. Still a good movie. Yeah. I, didn't like the, I didn't like the overt Wolverine reference. I could have done without that. I thought that was, cool. that was actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't need that tie-in. Like I get it. I was it's laughing my ass off when I saw that. <laughs> good flick, though, and it looks really good on Blu-ray. They did a nice job with that. Plus, Kevin Bacon rules in it. Yeah, yeah. He he plays a <laughs> he's a very good asshole. <laughs> well, he's a great actor. Yeah, he is. I agree. I want more of these. I I would assume I did well, so I'm I would assume you'll probably see yeah. another one in that in that I timeline. I think they're doing that. Yeah. Well, plus the ending would lead you to believe that they're going to yeah. flush it out a little bit more. Yeah. I, would I hope so. Yeah. And right. that's really all. It's all I played. I got some home stuff, but I'll save it for the proper section. Oh wow, he went to home. Josh I did. I went in there for a while. I can't wait to talk about this. I planned on it last night, and then I hmm. started emailing. So, right. Josh, you want me to go? I'll go. Um, NHL 12. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just still playing along in that. Played some online with uh, Hana. Oh, cool. Did she beat you? Yeah. She was kicking my ass left and right. (laughs) 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 Well, come on. I always play as goalie. So I'm not going to be good when I'm out there playing as like a center or a winger or anything like that. Listen to the excuses um, just flow. No, I we had we had a lot of fun. I think I beat her in one game, but the other games it was like a two to one loss. It was like a three nothing loss. It was you know we played for a while. Uh, we were pretty much just hanging out, talking, and just playing a bunch of games. But it was cool. I mean, her connection was a little a little wonky, and she still beat you. Um, well, see that was the thing, and I had just posted that that encyclopedia on the website of of a review and <laughs> and in that review I was like every single game online rock solid not oh. a single problem nothing and then I got on with her and it was like it was pausing every couple of seconds oh jeez <laughs> yeah but we're not sure we think it was something with her connection because in the middle of our like fourth or fifth game she got disconnected entirely so uh, okay well, I, I still think that she deserves one of these for kicking your ass. There you oh, yeah. go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You got beat by It was girl. cool, though. Just it was fun. Um, and then I played the fuck out of Rochard. Oh, what a great game. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, beautiful graphics. A lot of fun. A lot of fun with the different ways you can kill guys and yeah. things like that, and the physics in it. <laughs> it's you know, it, it's funny. It looks so simplistic when you start playing it, but uh, all of a sudden you you find out like when, when I, I think I talked about it last week where 
I I realized by accident that when you grab like a box or whatever with your that magnetic gun, it puts like this little force field around it, and all of a sudden it was bouncing shots all over the place, and I was bouncing them back at the guys that were shooting at me, and I went, "Holy shit! I didn't know you could do that." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's got just the right amount of puzzle. Mm-hmm. But not too much that you, you know, people that hate puzzle games won't want to play it. And it's got a ton of stuff to go collect. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I got a little Joshy on my own in that game. I was like, oh, I see that up there, but I don't know how to get it yet. I have to look around and find out. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of that going on, which is cool. Uh, so I played that for a while. I did God of War: Chains of Olympus. Nice. And I got myself all the way to the final boss battle and stopped because I know that final boss battle is going to take me a long time. <laughs> I got to continue playing, on with that one. Yeah, I had a hard time with that on the PSP, and I was just playing normal. I'm playing. I played through this whole entire game on like the hardest level, the hardest oh, mode. So just to do it because no, I've already you're trophy horn. Just admit it. No, I've I've already played through the game, so I want. I was like, well, you know, now it's on the PS3. Now I have better controls. Let me make it challenging. And you want more trophies? I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna get. There's no way I'm getting a platinum on this. I know yeah. that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But I just wanted. I just wanted more of a challenge, and I wanted to, you know, see how hard it was on the hard mode. Sure. It's pretty freaking hard, and the last boss is going to be a pain in my balls. I might actually, <laughs> uh, I might have to downgrade <laughs> to finish that game up, but we'll see. Uh, and that's it, game wise. I really, I didn't get to play much, but uh, I watched. I finally sat down and watched the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie. Oh, it's excellent. I freaking love it. Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> Too bad he was such a dick to work with because you don't see a second one. Oh, I know. Yeah, I it just, is excellent. He he could have been in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It kills me. <laughs> it just kills yep. me. But but see, now I'm wondering, after seeing that, because I really, really loved it, and it, that was awesome. You know, that was, and it felt like it fit right in with Iron Man and Thor. You know, it's, it and Captain America even it felt like a perfect complement to all those other movies. The only thing I don't get is how they are going to explain him becoming part of the Avengers because Hulk is in yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. So I, with the way they left that movie, I don't see where they're how they're going to do that. Well, or how they had they the little blurb at the very end with uh, Tony Stark and, and the General. Yeah. So probably yeah. you're probably going to see it in the Avengers movie where Tony Stark has something to do with it. I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, somebody there was an article out there kind of saying that same in that same vein. Like you know, that's the only one we really don't know how he gets to be a part of the Avengers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool though. I really wish Ed Norton had had been able to hold it together with Marvel and everything because that would just be amazing to see all four of those actors. In that movie together as those characters, holy crap! I, I loved it. I really did. And and the other thing, I I've been going back because Comic Con is coming, and they're going to do a panel there, and I want to try to get to see the panel. But 
I've been going back and watching all the old seasons of the Venture Brothers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is possibly the most awesome cartoon ever made next to Futurama. <laughs> it is uh, I still like Venture Brothers, but that's me. Oh, I don't get is, it at all. I really don't. Well, the Venture Brothers. Uh, I mean, it's, is, not like it's, it's not like it's so smart that I don't understand it. It's just I don't get why people like it so much. But did you grow up on... Did you watch Johnny Quest when you were no, younger? No, I yeah. didn't like that either. Okay, well, that's why. It's it's sort of like a skewed version of Johnny Quest. And they even have the characters from Johnny Quest pop in yeah. in a couple episodes. You know, So it's set in that universe. But it's a skewed look at that universe. And it's just so freaking hilarious. I, I, I'm laughing. I'm just hurting myself laughing sometimes watching those episodes because it's so funny to me and just because of what i grew up on i guess i just love it i absolutely love the show so i'm just brushing up on all the old episodes and having a blast and getting all excited for comic-con nice so that's it all right uh, well, I've been playing uh, Prep for Extra Life. We have less than two weeks to go, and uh, we'll be talking about Extra Life after uh, or at the end of the show as well. But I've uh, been doing a lot of that, so got some time in with the Uncharted multiplayer that you can get from Subway. Well, at least you could get it from Subway. I went around the Crap. day that it was supposed to be out. and I played the, that, too. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> we have four Subways in this town. A town of 20,000 people, we have four Subways. All four of them I went to, they had the sign up. But nobody had any cups or anything. So I had to get uh, a code off of one of our listeners on, on Twitter. So thank you. I wish I had the name in front of me. Um, yeah, it was just I like finally yelled at a guy at the third at the third store. I'm like, I look up at the sign. I'm like, do you have that? And he, oh, uh, I don't think we have any of those cups. I'm like, then why do you have the sign up? Uh, I'll have to ask my manager. So a little pissy. But uh, yeah, that multiplayer is so cool. Uh, I really need to get back into like Uncharted mode because I'm kind of sucking right now. Played a lot of Rochard, uh, trying to get through that. I, I think I'm pretty close to the end, but I'm not really sure yet. Also, I uh, was testing the streaming the other day, so I uh, threw in Sideway a little bit. Uh, this is uh, a game coming out, I believe, this next week. And next essentially, week, it's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a platformer. Uh, it's all kind of it's all kind of wrapped around. Uh, like uh, tagging culture, kind of like Mod Nation Racers, you know, with the the tagging and all that bullshit, but also, uh, you know, just uh, graffiti, that kind of thing. But the cool thing about the game is uh, you actually, like, get thrown into this this world where you, you are 2D and you look like a piece of graffiti, essentially, your character. And everything that's going on is in this 2D environment. But what happens is, you know, you stick to the wall all the time. So you can't come off of the buildings that you're on unless you follow like a pipe over. So everything's two dimensional, and but the, the the world moves around. So if you come up, you know, if you're on the side of a building and you come to a corner, you follow that corner right around, and the whole world spins around so you can still see. And if you jump onto the roof, yeah, the whole thing it, it, spins, and you're looking down on the roof. Yeah, yeah, so, it's cool. Really neat concept. Very kick ass music. Uh, it, it's like this hip hop. Kind of old school, almost like Beastie Boys, but you know, just this. What do they call it? Uh, shit. I have a press release where they actually say what what kind of music it is, essentially. But it's kind of just like this old school funk kind of rap thing. I don't know. But the problem is the music repeats a lot uh, until you get farther into the game. 
Uh, got through one boss battle so far. Until I figured it out, it was kind of tough, but once I figured it out, it was fine. Fun game, though. It's, it's just an old-school 2D platformer, and control is extremely well done. The graphics are great. It's, it's a fun game, and, and I'm saying right now, you know, it's, I can't review it yet, but it's going to be one to buy, seriously. It's really, really good. Uh, played some more Payday, The Heist, which actually just got pushed back a couple weeks. I don't think they wanted to uh, compete with some other games that are out. Uh, have had a lot more fun with that one. It's balls nasty hard, even on the easier levels. Uh, so, but played a lot of that and, and still having a good time. I really wish I could play it multiplayer though, and, and see how it is working with other actual people instead of AI. And last but not least, I'm going to mention it. I can talk about it a little bit. We're going to talk about it more next week uh, when we have uh, the proprietor on the show. But uh, got a build of Oddworld Strangers Wrath. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I love uh, that game on the Xbox. I can't wait to play it on the it's, PS3. It's so funny because I was playing the game, and, I'm, and the problem is when I have it on uh, the capture rig, when I play it on the monitor, it looks kind of cruddy. It, it just doesn't come out like it looks on like an HDMI TV. So I was like, man, it looks a little muddy and everything, and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I looked at one of the videos I recorded. I'm like, oh, okay, this looks great. But then I went back and looked at one of the videos from the three six, or from the Xbox, Jesus, this is a huge upgrade. So they redid all the models, all the textures. Uh, it's got all the same voice acting from the first game. It's got it's all the same levels and everything, but like the models are more complex now. They they really redid all the textures. The whole thing runs at a solid locked sixty frames per second. And uh, Stuart, who I'm, you know, if you've ever listened to the show, you know who Stuart Gilray is. Uh, he's going to be coming on to talk to us next week about this and just give us an update on it. But uh, I've been playing it a little bit. I, I haven't had a lot of time with it yet. I'm definitely going to be playing it this weekend. It is, even in this early, I don't even think this is beta. I, it, this isn't even the full game that I have here. But it is really good. Uh, I'm thoroughly impressed. Although the one thing was I gave them some shit because uh, they still map the controls on this version. And again, pre-beta guys. But uh, you could only shoot with like uh, L2 and R2. And I said, yeah, you're going to have to switch those triggers, at least give somebody the uh, option. And he couldn't believe that people get pissed off about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. When a game comes from, like, the Xbox platform over to the PS3 and, and you can't use R1 to fire, we get tons of tweets and emails. So it was kind of funny. I was, he just couldn't believe it. I said, well, I'll show you the emails next time something like this happens. <laughs> so... Yeah, but so far, I'm, I'm man, yeah. I'm impressed. You know what? Everybody write in for next week. There you go. And we'll have that. We'll give him some proof. Uh, and then I watched one movie. Uh, some friends of mine here in town actually recommended it, so I figured I'd check it out. Uh, a movie called The Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, it's actually Matthew McConaughey. He's, he's a defense attorney. Does all of his business from the back of a Lincoln. You know, He has a house and everything, but he horrible, doesn't have an office. Horrible movie name. I know. It's so stupid. It's, it, it, I don't know. But the movie is surprisingly good. It's very, very good. Plus, Marissa Tomei's in it. Uh, no, great cast, great story, uh, really a great watch. I, I was very, very impressed with it. Uh, and, and the movie even carried itself without Matthew McConaughey taking his shirt off once. Aww. I couldn't believe Yeah, I know. I was kind of disappointed, too. But, yeah, man, I don't know. They just tell me to come on the movie. I keep telling them I'm not the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's very good. I, I got it from the PSN, rented it on the PSN store. Uh, and very, I really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend that movie. So 
All right. Well, I think we've talked enough. We should take our break. When we come back, we can uh, talk to Mr. Roy Blakely from CodeWarrior.org about uh, some RPG goodness. And then we'll uh, talk some other stuff as well. Emails, Extra Life, big Extra Life uh, update. And we'll get the hell out of here. So stay tuned. back and uh you don't even have to well you don't have to listen to us very much right now because uh the man of the hour came in to save our butts uh we we get a lot of complaints because we don't talk about rpgs too much uh and mark's gone you know and he was usually the guy that talks to rpgs well we went to our go-to man here uh besides justin our writer who it was great having him on but he can't do this all the time so uh our buddy roy blakely from codawari.org which i highly recommend checking out he does a great job uh, it, it, he covers a lot of things like Japanese culture and, and things like that. He used to live in Japan and a uh, very, very cool guy. So uh, he offered to come on and talk uh, and, and do a review of Disgaea 4 for us. And uh, we were talking beforehand. I'm like, well, have you played this one too? And have you played this one? And uh, we just kind of got talking about a couple other ones as well. So we talked about the new Persona game that was released for uh, the PSP, which uh, there's never been a – well, let him tell you. I'll tell you that. So check it out. Roy Blakely from CodeWarrior.org came here to talk RPGs, folks. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we decided uh, we haven't had enough RPG goodness on the show, so we uh, asked our good friend Roy from CodeWarrior.org to, to join us and talk some RPGs. Of course, he'll be doing most of the talking because we'll be going, uh, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. It has been too long. We need to have you on more. I know. I agree. Right. Well, you go to Japan all the time. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, just jet-setting around. <laughs> so uh, well, we were going to have you on to review Disgaea 4, but we decided, you know, we were talking ahead of time, maybe we'll talk about a couple other things that came out as well. And sure. uh, I know I asked you for, about, what, what is it, Persona 2? Something this, other hit, <clears throat> this is Innocent Sin. Okay. So that, And it's actually, Persona 2 is divided into, like, two halves. It's really strange how they handled it. There's... Eternal Punishment and Innocent Sin. Uh-huh. And um, in America, we had only gotten Eternal Punishment. So this is the first time that there's been um, an official localization of Innocent Sin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Might yeah, have been from your tweets, actually. It very well could have. <laughs> <laughs> I think Justin was talking about it, too, last time we had him on. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that I, I don't know if that was on air or not, but I remember... He was talking all about that. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's for PSP. It, the first time in the U.S., uh, have you gotten mm-hmm. to play very much of it yet? Or? Um, yeah, I, I, I put it on my PSP, and I probably put maybe maybe about five hours into it. Okay. Um, not as much as I'd like to. Like I, I want to get further in it because I have such respect for 
you know the the series, but I'm I'm kind of finding like the old schoolness of it is is kind of um, getting is getting to me. Like <laughs> there's this one part where you're going through a dungeon and it's repeating, and it's part of the story. Like it's supposed to. Okay. But it just kind of feels like, or it felt like uh, they were just recycling the map, you know. And it's just the battles they they take a little longer than than you know most people are probably used to with modern RPGs. So it just feels like I progress really slowly. Is is this um, kind of like Persona Three or Persona Three Fez, where it's always the same uh, like dungeon? You just get open to different areas. Uh, no, this one's a lot more like linear and well, a lot more story driven. So okay. like um, dungeons are basically like uh, the next building you have to go. There's someone that you need to talk to. It's, it's almost like a detective game in that way that. You know, you want to go to X high school because there's someone there who, rumor has it, did such and such. So you want right. to talk to him and figure out what the deal is. Um, and that's that's actually a big part of the game is rumors. Like, that's how you um, kind of shape the world um, by spreading rumors and then eventually through some uh, force, which you'll find out about eventually, these rumors start to become true. So, like... Um, you can make a rumor about the ramen shop, uh, which is near your high school. Mm. And then, oh, the rumor is that uh, it's starting to sell weapons. So then you go there and you can actually buy weapons from the ramen dude. <laughs> so in America, it's the peach pit. And in Japan, it's a gun-dealing ramen shop. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. Like I, I like that feature. I like everything like just walking around on the world map is nice it's it's the classic mega 10 like uh you're just looking at a city map and you're like a little figure um battles are not if you're used to persona 3 and 4 then it's gonna feel like a big technological step backwards um pretty much in every way like battles are slow um the persona system is very clunky like it wasn't just like they have a level now they they have like a, a rank and a level. Okay. So um, in order to actually really get a persona to its its max potential, it takes a little bit more work, and um, it's just it's not as uh, streamlined as three and four are. And they try to update it like um, with these small tweaks. Like in battle, you can uh, you have an auto battle option, which I don't believe was in the original. And what that lets you do is either just tell everybody in your group to just attack, like physical attacks, which okay. is nice because if you're you know just coming up against a wall of nobodies, then just set them all to attack and mow them mow them down. <laughs> a wall of um, podcasters. Ah! <laughs> um, but another thing you can do with the auto battle is like if you just did a whole turn, which requires like a lot of you know going through menus, being like, okay, I want to do this spell to this guy, this spell, blah 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 blah. After you do a whole turn, you can just uh, kind of keep it on repeat. Um, so they'll just keep spamming whatever the last thing you told them to do was. So that really cuts down on menu time, which is nice. But I don't feel like it's enough. Okay. I would have liked. I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't have any helpful suggestions. I just. It feels uh, a little too slow for me. Hmm. Um. So really, you're gonna want to have the story be enough to pull you through. And the story okay. is good. Like the characters are really. Um, they're really colorful. Like, there's a uh, actually a few that are are new because, um, 
with, you know how I told you there the two halves, there's um, Eternal Punishment and Innocent Sin, and both of them essentially have the same main cast, mm-hmm. but there's a few different supporting characters. So there's like some, some new characters we've never seen before, like this, uh, there's actually an, a girl who's American, but she speaks Japanese and she likes Kung Fu, so she, she kind of has that uh, Chia vibe. I don't know if you guys played Persona 4. I watched Mark play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably as close as we're going to get as a team. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, they're, they're very similar in that they both like kung fu and um, they both uh, fight with their fists, and you know they're both peppy girls. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like there are better things I could be playing on my PSP at the moment. Yeah. So. This is just like. A great time to be an RPG lover and have have a PSP. Oh, it really is. Like I, I got a PSP Go, and this is a completely separate topic, I'm sure. But I like love the thing. It's it's just changed the way I play video games. Wow. Because I, I have it, so I have like the dock, you know, so I can hook it up to my TV, and then I can have a DualShock controller, and I can have it plugged in. So it's like it's like its own system. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I, I actually do that quite a bit. I have the the cradle just sitting here every now and then I'll pop that on and go. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Now, what was the other game we were talking about before uh, Disguise 4? Um, uh, Dark Souls? Actually, yeah, Dark Souls. You said you were just getting into that one. Yeah, I just started it last night. I didn't get to play it nearly as much as I would have liked to. But um, I, wrote a, I wrote a little guide on my uh, on my website about you know how to, how to get started, like what character class you should pick and hmm. also they have this new feature called a uh, gift where as soon as you start the game and you create your character you can pick like one bonus item to start with oh. so there's there's like a lot of talk online of like what's the best to start with and why and um so i went with wander for my uh starting class um partially because stat wise mm-hmm. um they're like perfect the only, there's only two classes that are like perfect in my eyes, and it's the pyromancer and the wanderer. So the royal's not in it, in it anymore, like Demon Souls. The the well, I'm sorry, the pyromancer is essentially the wanderer now because they both have soul level one and they both start with uh, fireball. Okay. So they kind of just change the name. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But yeah, the the pyromancer is definitely a good choice. I just I'm more comfortable with like a scimitar, and that's what or. And that's what's on um, the Wanderer. So that's what I went with. Um, the beginning is very strange compared to uh, Demon Souls because I thought you know you're just like a, a dude and you get picked by the mist or whatever. But it's more like, well, I don't know. I don't Wait, know did you just say picked by the mist? Yeah, I remember there was like a fog or something that that you walk into, and then how did Dark Souls work? It was like, well, Demon Souls started, started in that you came up against that boss that you couldn't defeat. Yeah, but there was, like, Boletary was surrounded by, was it fog or something? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember Like, you, you walked into the fog, and then anybody who walks in, they can't get out. Oh, okay. So, but this one's more like you were an undead person, and you kind of get chosen by something to to uh, not be undead anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. You've already lost. That's really. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I don't want to give away too much. Um. And and also it is kind of vague. You know, the, the, those stories are 
they're um, more about like dragons and and kings, and it's, it kind of loses its meaning. Um. So I don't know, but I mean, it's it's all about the the gameplay, really. Okay. Um, gameplay wise, there's there's a few changes. Um, like now you you get this um this flask or like a few like a certain number of flasks you can carry around and and those are what you use to heal in the early stages of the game. I think it actually might be the the main healing item in the game. So you don't have like just a a stack of grass that you could just choke down when you're walking <laughs> around anymore. That sounds um, like my kind of game though cuz that's the way I heal in real life, a flask <laughs> with whiskey, vodka. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and there's also like this campfire system and it's, it's a lot more, uh, open. There's no hub anymore. Like there was with the Nexus. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's more like you kind of just explore and there's different directions you can explore. Um, and you level up at the, at the, uh, the, the campfire or the bonfire. And every time you you sit at the bonfire, it like recovers your HP and your MP, and your flask like uh, it refills all your flasks. Hmm. But it also respawns all the enemies on the map. <laughs> which oh. all those dudes you just killed? Yeah, yeah. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like if you let's say you go maybe a third of the way down this straight path, and then you're like, oh, I gotta go back to that bonfire and heal. You're gonna have to do all that over again. So it's like. When you get that to that point, you're like, should I just keep going and just hope that I'll make it? Or should I just turn back and hope I do better this time? <laughs> and hope that th- and hope that there isn't a boss wow. at the end of this, this <coughs> trail. And hopefully you don't That's have to brutal. yell, dragon, dragon, dragon. <laughs> I did see a dragon. Oh, boy. Um, but it actually wasn't that bad. It, was just, it just kind of flew overhead. I will never forget sitting at Mark's house, and it's toward the beginning of the game, I mean, of Demon's Souls, probably about an hour or two into it, but you're in that first castle, and all of a sudden you start walking across that big, expansive bridge, and that dragon's right there waiting for you, and he didn't oh, really yeah. realize it. All of a sudden the thing just popped up out of nowhere, and he just instinctively goes, dragon, 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 and he starts running back, <laughs> and he just makes it to the entranceway and gets taken out. That was. I think everybody who played that game will remember that moment. so i mean you know compared to the first game feel kind of similar does it does it feel good is did they totally you know flop the the, you know the supposed sequel or the uh whatever you want to call it um well i was uh just slightly disappointed with like character creation just because it, it didn't feel that much different than uh demon souls like the classes are essentially the same uh the face hair Skin, like mainly the skin and face, or no, I'm sorry, hair and face customizations are like the exact same. There are, as near as I can tell, no new haircuts, which is kind of disappointing. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, like the same jobs, really. They just kind of give them new names or tweak them slightly. But everything else feels pretty new. So um, that was my only minor complaint. Like, it looks great. It definitely looks like a step up from demon souls mm-hmm. um like that just the characters look look a lot more realistic um there's a few new ways you can attack uh with your weapons or with certain weapons all the weapons are different but they do feel uh a little deeper in terms of what you can do hmm. um so i don't know i mean i i wish i played it enough to really answer that question right now i'm i'm very happy with the gameplay 
Uh-huh. Um, so I have no complaints. Cool. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a game I, I tried to play Demon Souls because uh, someone sent us the Chinese one because it had the U.S. translation on it. Mm-hmm. And I tried to play it for about two hours, and I finally just got fed up, and I called Mark. I'm like, I'm sending you this tomorrow. I have this. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now, since uh, Demon's Souls had this, you know, all this critical acclaim, there's a lot more people who are trying this, trying Dark Souls, especially since it's also on Xbox now. So there's like yeah. a lot more people getting into it, and I'm kind of curious to see how many of them, you know, <laughs> just give up can stick with it and (laughs) (laughs) who like being punched in the nuts 20 times uh all right well let's talk some disguise for now honestly i don't even think i've ever seen a disguise game played uh i did look up the trailer because isn't this like the first one in the series that they actually kind of up up the graphics a little bit to look like it's made for this generation of consoles right yeah that's correct the the sprites are like awesome they're very high res um even the dialogue art uh, kind of moves and it's just beautiful. Um, cool. So it really feels like the first kind of PS3 Disgaea. Sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, it looks really nice. I like the character design. Um, okay. I don't know. Sh- should I just start story? Just yeah. Just start I guess okay. just kind of go over what we what we've got here for people that don't even know about the series and yeah. okay. Kind of like right, so, it to people like us and we're idiots. So okay. well, at least Josh and Joel are. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> that's right. You're a genius. Yeah, right. <sighs> Sorry, Roy. No, that's okay. <laughs> Glenn rudely interrupted you. <laughs> All right, should I should I start now? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. All right. So, so, um, kind of like with Final Fantasy, like the Disgaea series, there's no real correlation between the games. There's no like important reoccurring characters. I mean, there's like some cameos, but it's not. Not anything that important. But they all take place in the Netherworld, or the Underworld, whatever you want to call it. Um, so 4 is about this vampire dude named uh, Valva Torres, and he used to be like a great tyrant that was like feared by humans, feared by demons. He was, he was pretty badass. But for some reason that they don't really tell you right away, um, he stopped drinking human blood. Hmm. So he became really weak, and... Anybody could beat him, so he got like basically demoted to a printing instructor. And I, I hope you guys at least know what a printing is. Yes, I <laughs> love the yes, PSP games. <laughs> okay, okay, so so yeah, for Dude. those who don't know, printings are basically the reincarnated souls of criminals from Earth, but they get put into this little printing body, which is like a penguin. Um, so he's a printing instructor. His job is to train these reincarnated souls on how to be a proper printy, which essentially um, is about how to put dude at the end of everything that you say and how to take abuse. Like, well. <laughs> um, so yeah, the game is, is it has the humor that uh, we've come to expect from the series. It's definitely there. I found like, you know, in the first hour or two, I had some, some good hearty chuckles. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, he's a printy instructor and Basically, you kind of start to discover that all's not right in uh, the netherworld, um, and there's like this there's this power called dark energy, and um, that's kind of what demons thrive on. They, they like need it to live. Kind of they make the analogy of the way that trees need carbon dioxide 
to live. Demons need this dark energy, which actually comes from humans. The fear that humans feel from demons is what makes them tick, basically. Mm. But due to the state of affairs in in the real world, the human world, um, people are becoming more afraid of each other than they are of demons because of like war, terrorism, etc. So I kind of feel like the game actually, despite its humor, it really does have something to say about um, the the world that we know. Um, and actually, like there were some moments where I was kind of like questioning, you know, reality, like uh, well, not reality, just society, kind of. Um, they they take some jabs at like media, like you know, everybody will just believe whatever media tells them. It's it's really got some kind of conspiracy undertones in the early stages of the game. And uh but it the whole time it's like, you know, there's humor layered in there, so it's not it's never too heavy. So the story's cool. great. Yeah. I would like to say there's a lot of updates to the battle system. Um, you know, it's like grid based, uh player turn. Basically you come out of a, a base panel on this grid, move your characters around, have them attack any enemies within range. Once your turn is over, the enemy does the same thing. And then you just repeat until you either win or lose. Oh, okay. I know that kind of gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun, too, because the you know the moves are always way over the top. Um, I think my favorite move is this one for the gun, where you have, a, you have a guy with a gun, right? He shoots a bullet, and then he jumps ahead of the bullet, and he punches it, and he punches it again, so it's going the opposite direction. And then he jumps in front of the bullet, and he shoots another bullet at the bullet, and the two bullets collide, and they explode, hitting the enemy. <laughs> so, wow, the nice. shit up? <laughs> I, I do not know, but they, they are creative, because they've been doing That's it. deep. Yeah. That's like dogs with bees in their mouths. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the um, battle system, you know, it's, it's all there. Um... I want to say there's been a lot of updates, but there really have not been too many. Um, the main... There's, like, two big changes. Actually, I can think of three changes that come to mind. Um, one is monsters are a little a little evolved in that you can now take two monster-type and uh, monster type units, which are in contrast to human types. So, basically, if they look like a human, they're human. If they look like a, you know, a dragon or something, then they're a monster-type. So if you take two of those, you can combine them and they become like a larger version of of one of the monsters. Mm-hmm. And they actually are really pretty big. They like take up uh, five panels on the grid rather than one. Wow. And yeah, it's really it's it's actually kind of cool. But it also has it's like a double edged sword because um, again, I don't know how familiar you are with the game, but there's uh, an aspect of of each map called like geo effects where if you're standing on a certain panel there'll be a certain effect that um carries on to whatever character is standing there oh okay so it could be like it could be like attack plus 50 it could be like exp plus 50 percent um but there are negative ones too like uh damage 20 percent. so every turn that a unit is on that square it loses 20 percent of its health um so when you have a character taking up five blocks that's a potential to have five different geo effects. Hmm. Um, so yeah, sorry if this is getting too complicated. No, no, I get, I get it. I'm just trying to. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's in, but, but at the same time, doesn't that mean that there's also the possibility that that character gets a boost of some type? Yeah, yeah. Like if if you had five positive 
GeoFX, then that that could be really awesome. Well, not for you, but oh yeah, yeah. If it's an enemy, then no, that's that's not good. that's not awesome at all. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, then what you can do with that combined monster is you can. This is a returning feature from uh, this guy three, by the way. It's called Magic Change, where basically the monster turns into a weapon that a human type character can use. Um, okay. So th- so that's still there, but now there's this added layer of if you take one of those really large monsters and you magic change them into a weapon, you end up with a ridiculously large weapon um, with some, some newer attacks that you can use or like expanded range. So that's that's actually pretty cool. And then EXP is divided according to, you know, if there's three units, then they all get, I think, a third of EXP or something. Hmm. Um, so that's a cool new feature. That's really probably the, the biggest change to the battle system since since 3. Um, I was kind of hoping for something else, but that's really all there is. Um, but there are some other ones, like uh, there's this thing called the Campaign Headquarters, um, and the pain in campaign is actually spelled P-A-I-N, <laughs> which is like their, their clever pun. That's what yeah, they NIS, NIS America, mm. they're, they're pretty good at taking the Japanese puns and turning them into recognizable English puns, which cool. I don't think that's a an easy thing to do. <laughs> no, I mean, you hear all the time that stuff like that's lost in translation, or, or even mm-hmm. the other way around, where they take an American game over to Japan and nothing's the same, essentially. Oh, yeah, that's it's a hard thing to do, man. Yeah. Um, so what you do there, this is kind of like the class system from Disgaea 3, which was like, in that, in Disgaea 3... You, you, everybody was going to school, and you had like a desk, and you had clubs, and you would arrange your units into clubs, and there'd be certain effects for different clubs. Um, so in four, they no longer have the club system. It's, instead, it's a, it's like a map of all of the netherworld, and as you advance, um, and you know, clear levels, grid like a square on this grid will open up every time you clear a level. And um, eventually enough space will open so that you can put down, like, a a widget. It's called a, an evil symbol. And it's like, you know, I have one of the first ones you get. It looks like a pyramid. And <laughs> Second one's a GameStop logo. <laughs> and all of the units um, that are within range of this, this pyramid will get 50% um, mana from the leader. Um, so it's like... Another added effect that you can kind of stack onto your characters, which is helpful in battle, and some of them are really easy to exploit. Like there's one called uh, Heart Cannon, which uh, it seems to be like everybody's favorite online because it is just awesome. You can basically put... I think only two units can actually join the um, this particular evil symbol just because it's so awesome. Um, and if you have those units in range of an enemy after an ally has attacked it, with a special or regular attack, there's a chance that the units that are in this evil symbol will just attack it, regardless of if they even have a turn or anything. They'll just they'll be like, oh, okay, and they'll just you know punch it or whatever. And this is like it stacks. So if you let's say you have um, ten of your allies attack this one monster, and then you have the you know these units next to it, so it's ten times that potentially your allies could decide to attack that enemy free of charge, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow. I understand 
That's probably confusing. <laughs> no, no, because the game's turn-based, so essentially yeah. you're going to get a, a bunch more turns before the other characters can come after you. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yes, it is It is really nice. So I'd probably that... play the game if I had that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you, you know, if you really kind of, you know, think it through, like, you know, a game of chess or whatever, and you're like, oh, I want to have these characters here, and just surround them, you know, you, you could be really strategical and and pull that off and really abuse it. Or you could just ignore it and just, you know, pretend it doesn't exist. And yeah, because that's cheating. That you... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are, the, <clears throat> those are the big changes. Oh, well, there's another one that's kind of interesting that I feel like I should mention just for the fact that it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But you can now discipline units. I actually think um, they had a different name for it in Japanese. I think it was kind of... I want to say... No, I think it may have been Discipline. But basically, in every Disgaea so far, you could take an enemy unit, throw it into your base panel, and if the if your allies within the base panel were strong enough, they would overpower the enemy and essentially get them to join your team. So you could just <laughs> like steal characters, essentially. Um, and in some of the games, it actually ended up being like really abused. I want to say like in... This guy at three, somebody figured out on this one map where there was like a clone. No, it was like a level up 10% map. Mm-hmm. Um, people figured out that you could basically just keep capturing stronger and stronger enemies until eventually you ended up with like a level 9,999 oh, cat Jesus. person. Um, so anyway, they changed that now. You have to have a certain symbol in your campaign headquarters in order to capture enemy units. And then once you do, you can discipline them where they get like tied to a some kind of torture device. And you have <laughs> <laughs> I know this is I, I feel uncomfortable even explaining it. Isn't the spanking machine enough? Come on. <laughs> well a spanking is an option. There are about oh a dozen God. a dozen different things you can do to the um tied down unit. And the goal is to either have it join your team or tell you where treasure is. Um, and some of the rarest items in the game can be found through this method. So it's not the kind of thing that you're going to want to ignore. It's actually uh, a feature that they don't reinforce that you should use, but you should use it. Even <laughs> even though it made me uncomfortable to do it. <laughs> At least the first couple of times. Uh, yeah. So I've actually only done it once, just because I wanted to try it. What was that, Josh? Does it... Does it involve waterboarding? <laughs> and that's what it sounds like we're getting at here. Well, the options I remember, there was one where it's like you smack them with a wad of money. <laughs> they call that trumping. <laughs> um, there's one where you like um, take them out to dinner. Like you, they're, they're they're random. They're they're not take all bad. There's one where you like force them to admit a secret or something. Um, you could tie them down, even though they're already tied down. I don't know. And then you can spank them. Um, okay, that, that's all I really remember right now. But but there, you know, there there's some that are kind of goofy. There's a lot of goofy ones actually. It's not all perverse. It's more goofy <laughs> than perverse. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So the the humor is definitely there, and lots of. Um, multiplayer functionality now, uh, which I really like. Um, I just wish 
maybe there's a little bit more of it going on. Like, um, one of my favorite things is um, that I can upload my characters to, I don't know, I'm guessing some server, and then as people go on and if they go to try to pass bills through the Dark Congress, which is mm-hmm. like um, a way to unlock new maps or whatever, or unlock, unlock new characters, um, it basically just generates this room filled with um, monsters who are either for or against whatever it is you're trying to pass. And there's a chance that, you know, my character will show up in someone's map, like, you know, anyone who's, who happens to do that and is also online, my character can show up and they could vote. So there's a chance that my character will screw somebody else over if they're trying to, you know, unlock the ninja job class or something. But it's all decided by the CPU, basically? You're not on there actually voting? Yeah, I don't do anything. Hmm. So it's it's all very um, That's a little, going it's on almost like the It's scene. just their version of Mies to a certain extent. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool you, that, just to know, because actually one of my friends said that he saw my character. I don't know if it, if it recognizes people on your on your friends list or what, but I thought that was pretty cool. And um, there are that you can get it a little deeper. Like if you unlock another step to that, you can then um, any bribes that are given to your characters when they're out in the the Congress, you can eventually just collect. So um, I'm hoping at some point I'll start getting good stuff because really I've just gotten like crap from that. Like you know, bubble gum and like pointed <laughs> sticks. Bubble gum of death. <laughs> Yeah, but if you combine the bubble gum with the pointed stick, then yeah, you, can, you get something real then cool. You can pick up trash in Central Park. <laughs> that that would be fun. That would, <laughs> I hope it's level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine trash. There Otherwise, you go. No deal. <laughs> I smite you with level nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight trash. Ha ha. <laughs> um. So what else? What else can I talk about? I don't know. You guys have any questions? How's the box art? No. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think of it? I mean, you've shared all the changes. But are, how's your How do you feel about the game so far? Um, I really do like it, and you know, every time every time a disc, this guy comes out, I pretty much sacrifice um, all my free time to it. And when Dark Souls came out, I kind of had this this internal battle where I was like, "Well, I should really finish this guy." But for me. Finishing this guy means to do literally everything, or at least get the ultimate weapon, um, which can take forever. And and then I started to think, well, because I was thinking about coming on the show, and I was like, what am I going to say is new about the game? Like, what what has changed that drastically from you know the last game, other than the appearance and the slight online functionality? And really, it's not a whole lot. I mean, it's it's enough to keep. Um, the hardcore fan base going like me. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up probably in a month or so and pick up where I left off. But right now, Dark Souls looks more appealing to me. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, it's great, especially if you love Disgaea. Um, if you don't, I feel like it might not be a good place to start just because the some of the maps are really difficult. The way that they arrange the geo effects for the enemies like you'll start at an obvious disadvantage and there seem to be a lot of maps like that um like there's so many times that i just start a battle i look at the map and i'm like ah i'll do this tomorrow and then i just turn it off 
<laughs> but I mean, I've gotten pretty far. I, mean, I think I've only got one chapter left. Huh. So that's cool. Yeah. But then you know, after you beat the the story, that's essentially when the game really begins. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how you people do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and, and this is it. I don't know. I'm going to look like a fool for saying it, but I'm just going to say it because it's the truth. I don't understand how you take like an RPG series and from iteration to iteration, sometimes there's not much that's changing. You know, you're just changing mm-hmm. a couple slight things, but for the most part, it's the same game. Yeah. W- what makes it so appealing? Is it just that you love the series so much and you love the grind so much that just them adding a couple additional things makes it worth going back to? That, that's a good question. I think um, there's several things that make it worthwhile. One of them is the fact that um, you just can't really get the same uh, gratification from any other series. The whole, um, just just a huge ceiling of things to do. Um, the huge ceiling for numbers. Um, like your attack can be in the billions. And it's it's a really awesome feeling to just look at a character like that or... Or even just just the stepping stones to that point, just slowly inching your way up and knowing knowing every time like oh I I got past this point, that's one step closer to you know such and such to being this strong strong enough to do X. So I can't really think of a whole lot of other games that that give me that feeling. I think this guy is definitely unique in that. In terms of RPGs, um, just kind of getting a new coat of paint and being you know put down the production line. You know, nobody... Uh, we. I don't think RPG fans like that, but this guy is unique enough, both in its story and in its gameplay, that I think the the fan base will support it just about whatever they, they give us. I, I don't know if that sounds bad or not. <laughs> no, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. It, yeah. It really yeah. seems that way, just being an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like playing through the same game again. Well, that's that's a bad way of putting it. But it's like an old friend. Only yeah. there's some new things to it. And it just now this friend's got plastic surgery and uh. <laughs> it's like sex. It's it never stops being good. That is a good way to describe it. <laughs> well. And the more the more people you do it with, usually the more exciting it becomes. <laughs> Especially if you choose not to wear a condom. Then it's really exciting. Wow. You don't know what you're doing. All right. I should not have agreed to... to or I should not have just said that. Never mind. To every can my statement. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. See what I have to deal with every week? Oh, yeah. You're the upstanding one. Yeah. As far as Roy knows. <laughs> <laughs> well cool i mean obviously is this something that you would uh recommend to, to like not just fans of the disguise series but just rpg mm-hmm. gamers in general definitely to um fans of the series like everything that you loved in all the other disguise games is still there um slight modifications to them um if you're new to the the series like if you're an rpg fan then you should definitely get into the, the the series because it's just brilliant especially in terms of you know the humor and all the stuff i mentioned earlier um if you're new to rpgs and i've somehow convinced you that you want to play this game you might want to start a little lower either in in the, in the disgaea series or in the rpg world maybe mm. start with pokemon or something <laughs> <laughs> pokemon snap on the n64 oh no where would you start in the series for Disgaea specifically? Where would you recommend the new um, of Disgaea hmm. start the series? 
If you have a PSP, I really do like Disgaea 2 for PSP. They made a port, which was... It had a, a lot of the updates from number 3, but in, in a handheld version. And it also came with a cool um, side story um, about one of my favorite characters, Axel. So it's, okay. it's you know, a lot of content. Um, portable, which is awesome. So, you know, if you don't have time to grind like a lot of us don't, then... <laughs> that that'll help um so yeah I, I really i really think that's a good place to start three is also great all the dlc for three was was on sale not too long ago hopefully it'll go on sale again um but yeah either of those is good the first one is is great too and there's lots of ports of the first one there's one for psp there's one for ds and then there's the psp version or the ps2 version which i believe is the greatest hits so you can get it dirt cheap nice Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's what we need to know, huh? All right. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to forget something. I'm going to be um, playing Dark Souls later and be like, shit, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always come back on and talk about that again. Okay. Like right. I said, we need to have you on more because uh, we always get these emails. You don't talk about RPGs. <laughs> you suck. Well, we get you well, suck hope- all the time. Well, hopefully those same people will email me thanking me for being on the show. Well, and they can do that. They can also find you on Twitter. Why don't you like, let us know where, where everybody can find you on the internet. Okay, uh, yeah, I have, I have several places. There's, like, on Twitter, like you were just saying, which uh, is at Kotowari, and I'll spell that. It's K-O-T-O-W-A-R-I. And that's also my blog, which is kotowari.org. And I've actually recently started my own podcast, which is uh, it's a Monster Hunter podcast. Um, ah. uh, yeah so it's uh, myfairhunter.tumblr.com for that and just really quickly that is basically um, a friend of mine's never played the game um, I've played the game way too much so I was like you know what I'm going to train you we're going to record it we're going to put it on the internet people will like it so that is that is what uh, that is I st- <laughs> you guys don't do it as much anymore but you used to like almost every Friday night stream uh just stream video from your from your apartment like get get all drunk and play a game yep yep yeah i I remember we had a drunk (laughs) video game history which was where we would get drunk and then talk about like uh some some history in a video game not necessarily something that you know was right in front of your eyes the whole time but something that like is kind of hinted to if you read all the little scraps in the game um so that was a lot of fun but you know (laughs) That was always fun to watch. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you actually remember. That you actually watched that and remembered. I'm, oh I'm yeah. Touched. Oh yeah. That was always a good time. Making fun of you guys in the chat, and you can barely read it. <laughs> huh? What is this? <laughs> the funny uh, thing is, you don't remember Glenn being there. I do you? actually remember a few times um, <laughs> you popping in, but I didn't know that. That you know, I, I assumed that was something you would have quickly forgotten, and then um, no. that would be that. Well, a lot of the times I would get on and talk to you guys for a little while, but I was in the middle of editing something or whatever, so I'd just leave it on in the huh. background. And I'd be typing away at something, or I'd be you know editing something, and all of a sudden, you, it was usually your buddy. Um, I don't remember his name right now, but... Joel, he, actually. Yeah, he would say something just off the wall. <laughs> and I would just turn over, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> he seemed to get drunk a lot faster than the both of you. That's Yeah, he... he um. He doesn't drink as much. He I don't know why. He he just doesn't buy booze. It's weird. 
I think it's because his mom has him like afraid of booze. Well, I shouldn't get into all this. <laughs> wow. Not the time or the place. <laughs> we'll have him on for therapy next week. Just to, yeah. Just, but yeah, I mean, thanks for the thanks for mentioning that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start it up again. It's just hard to come up with a game, you know, every week. That, yeah. That actually has the substance. Yeah. yeah. It was still fun to watch when you were doing it, though. So. Maybe right, our community well. can give you. Maybe the community can give you some suggestions. People follow him on Twitter. Give him some ideas for the next drunken game night. <laughs> game yes, drunken please. game history. Yeah, drunk drunk video game history. I actually got the idea from Drunk History, which is on YouTube, and everybody should watch. It's hilarious. Basically, they get a historian drunk, and he talks about he or she talks about some aspect of American history. What? Totally blasted, and it's hilarious. I need to find this. You should start with the the Nikola Tesla one. That one's good. <gasps> oh, very cool. <laughs> Shit, no, I'm seriously going to have to go check that out. That'd be really cool. Oh, they're they're awesome. Oh, man. See, I just don't know what to look for on tw- on YouTube. I know there's stuff there, but I just don't know. Yeah. Have you, I can recommend other stuff if you'd like. Oh. Right. Uh, Epic Meal Time. Have you guys seen that? That one I know. And, and the funny thing okay. is that guy is not like any chef or anything. He just comes up with that shit. Really? Yeah, he's not like some executive chef or anything. He just he just decided one day, ah, I'm going to come up with these meals that are 10,000 calories and will will kill an elephant within two minutes. Because <laughs> I've seen like um, I I work for like a company that sells like professional cutlery and stuff, and I've seen his knife work and and his knives, and it it looks like whoever's doing it knows what they're doing. They've got like good good knives, good knife skills. Hmm. It looks like they were classically trained. Whoever it was. Yeah, I don't know. He uh, there was an interview with him, and and he talked about how he has no like no training in cooking at all or anything. Wow, maybe That's it's one of his friends or someone that got involved later on. I don't know. Well, impressive either way. Yeah, somebody sent sent me a link to that one day, and I I just got hooked. <laughs> and of course, half the time I'm going, man, I could really I could make that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, everybody get out there and check it out. Uh, Roy, it's, it's always fun to have you on here and, and uh, very appreciative of you kind of picking up the our RPG slack, as it were. So, Oh, no problem. I, I love coming on the show. It's always fun. And maybe next year at E3 we can actually hang out for more than 30 seconds. That would be good. Hopefully I'll be able to go. Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows if it's even going to be there. Yeah. Because so, they yeah. want to tear what, the West Hall down, Josh? The West Hall, yeah. If they get the football team, they're Jesus. they're dropping a football stadium Whoa. right on top of the West Hall. So I did not hear about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? We might end yeah, up. Yeah, they've passed some laws and they've got everything all set. So if they get a football team all settled in to come to LA, they're going to break ground next June. So wow. they're going to start building right around the time. You know what it would probably be, Josh? It would probably be right after E3 wraps up. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, the first thing out of my mouth, where the hell would anybody park? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to figure out something next year if, if you go and actually hang out for a little while. I always see it. We always see each other outside, too, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, like, <laughs> shielding my eyes from the sun. <laughs> and then, then, then I'll hear like a voice, and I'll be like, "What? Who is that? How do they know who I am?" Hey, it's Roy. <laughs> You're so very polite. You're like putting your hands in front of your face, like, "There's Glenn. There's Glenn and Josh. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh <laughs> shit. The sun. Ah. The sun. Hey, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, 
My secret's out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold it against you. At least while Those we're on the air. Non-RPG bastards. Run! <laughs> you go throw your round ball and <laughs> shoot guys and yeah, whatever. Make points. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, everybody, get out there and check out CodeWarrior.org. Uh, it's been a long run. I think you've been your blog's been up for quite a while. Yeah, it was three years in February, I believe. Oh, congrats! Yep, thank you. Yeah, and uh, check him out on Twitter. He's always got some cool stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff about uh, like Japanese culture. Uh, you just got back from what a two week trip or three week? Two week. I wish I could have done three weeks, but. It would have been unpaid for the last week, and I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very jealous of you. I, I really do want to make it over to Japan sometime. So, You definitely should go to Tokyo Game Show at some point. But if, yeah, if you do, I keep hearing that from everyone. If you do, make sure you get a press pass. Oh, God, make sure you get a press pass. That's what I've heard also, because usually a lot of people leave that last day because that's the public day. Yep. And I know a lot of people industry-wide uh, leave because it gets so insane when they open it up it, to the public. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of going for a public day when I was there, and I didn't even play a single game. It was that bad. Oh. Man. It, it's pretty bad when Dynasty Warriors even has a freaking hour-long wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I said it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again very, very soon, sir. All right. I will look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, our thanks to Roy uh, for saving our butts, pulling us out of the frying pan for a change, uh, and we will definitely have him on sooner and a little bit more frequently than we have in the past. Uh, definitely want to have him on the show to talk this stuff, and uh, you know, we try to cover as much as we can, and and. You know, we do use the website for some of that as well as some of the spillover. If the three of us don't review something, we've got five, five other people on our team that do that as well. And actually, Joel was going to tell you about one of those. Yeah, we have a great review up there right now, and it's by Ray. And this is a review for Eco and Shadow of the Colossus collection. So hit our website, psnation.org, and check that out. He gave it an F. No, no, no. <laughs> Damn it, I just That's- bought that. <laughs> That's an old joke. It's stale as hell. But check out his review. We've got some great reviews going up. I just want our listeners to be aware of them because there's so much good content over there that if we didn't mention it on the show, you, you may not be aware. But this is one you're, you're not going to want to miss. So be sure and check it out. And stay there for all the other stuff that keeps going up. Lots of reviews oh, over there. Ray also put up that uh, article from uh, from the Austin Fantastic Fest last week. And uh, it was linked up on the PlayStation blog this weekend. So obviously it's something that people noticed. That was some sweet coverage he had. I was hoping they would link oh it up God. there. Yeah. Nice job. That was badass. Great writers. So, again, I like to take the opportunity to list the team. They don't get enough credit as far as I'm concerned. We've got Justin, Jason, Raj, Bill, and Ray holding down the, the website with, with us. They probably hold it down. Well, all that great content can't be brought to, brought to you just by us. We've got some great people oh God, over no. there. Check, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of PS Nation, I went into home this last week. What? And I, I hung out in the PS Nation clubhouse. Nice. Did you hang out with the, the White Knight? No. And this is why I wanted to talk about this. What? The PS Nation clubhouse, from my vantage point, yeah. and I don't, I don't understand why, had nothing in it. Completely empty. I wonder if something got screwed. I haven't been in there in a long time, so maybe something got no screwed. No decorations, no decor, no what pictures, no nothing. I put There's a lot of time a- into that. 
Just an empty hall. I don't know if it was taking too long to load. I doubt it. I stood there for 15 minutes, walked around. <laughs> so, I, yeah, we gotta we've got to decorate that guy a little bit. Let's, I, man, I spent like two hours decorating that thing. Son of a bitch. Because I had the big, you know, the, the eight-foot White Knight from White Knight Chronicles in there, and I had all the Ghostbusters stuff, and uh, what else did I have in there? Like a, a, the video screen and, um, ah, shit. I mean, I had a lot of stuff in there. So I don't know if there's been, if it was lost in an update or if something happened, but yeah, nothing showed up. It's possible. Well, crap. Just empty. So I went into MySpace. I couldn't decorate our clubhouse because I wasn't set up as an admin or whatever you need to be to do that. Oh, so then I, I got the decorating itch. I went into My Harbor Studio, which... <laughs> Fabulous! <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. So I started decorating that guy. And then it brought me to something that Josh mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Dragon's Lair arcade cabinet. Oh, so yes. I started started looking at it, and I know you and you and I had talked about this. I never did follow up. I started looking for that in, in my uh, furniture, and I don't have it. But I did have a Space Ace, space Ace cabinet. Oh, no oh. way. Yeah, so I put that in my... Now, Space Ace is a game I downloaded. Huh. So I, I'm assuming that's why I had the cabinet available to put in my home space. Probably. Oh, wow. I did not have the Dragon's Lair cabinet available to me. I might have to download Space Ace just to have that stupid cabinet. <laughs> That's it is retarded, but it I is pretty cool. You know, but like you said last time, there is to play the game. I mean, it drops you completely out of home, puts you in the game, yeah, and then it it drops you back in. Well, thankfully, when you when you when you go uh, to quit Space Ace, you quit to home. So it drops you back in home. But besides that, it's completely outside of the experience. You know, it would be it would be really cool if, and I know this is asking a lot, if you could just walk up to the cabinets and maybe hear some of the bleeps and bloops, yeah. something, just get a little bit of that mystique of the arcade. Let's but it's still just cool. Hope that the update maybe does something like that. That would be nice. And of course, Space Ace has, if you don't know. It has a attract mode, so you can watch just like you would walking past an arcade cabinet back in the day. You can just watch that attract mode, which for these games, I love the attract mode. Hell just yeah. sitting there watching that little cartoon, the intro, if you will. Very cool. And Space Ace is a damn fine game. So there you go. My Harbor Studio has a couple couches and a Space Ace machine. Nice. Pretty cool. Yep. That was my home experience. I spent some time uh, working on my face because I don't look like me. So I figured I'd better step it up a little bit and make my dude actually look like me. Then I, I gave up and just threw like a mask on. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just look like this dude for a while. I don't want mine to look like me. I'm Rockstar. We, we, we've got we've to gotta do something with that clubhouse. I don't know if you can make like Josh and I admins so yeah. we can go mess, mess it all up or something. And then we can mess with yeah, each other. Maybe our community can come in there and give us some suggestions. I honestly thought you were, but I bet you Mark still is. I'm not I'll too sure. At, yeah, I'll, I'll go look at that tonight. I'll get that. Pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's got a lot of potential. And, and the PlayStation Clubhouse chat, or the PS Nation Clubhouse chat, that's a, that's a neat feature, of course. We talked about that before. There was yeah. nobody to chat with, but I waited a while. I you know, was hoping. <laughs> well, it, it puts you in that channel right away, which I think is kind of cool. But uh, I did, did want to say, you know, thanks so much. I know he doesn't listen to podcasts very much anymore, but uh, uh, that Clubhouse was actually purchased by uh, OmniLaw. He actually got that for us, so... Much appreciated, sir. Long time ago. <laughs> really long time ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll make you guys admins tonight. Not a problem. Cool. Do you mind if I read the email since I'm a show behind? I feel like I need more talking. <laughs> Go for it, man. Is that cool, Josh? 
I suppose so. Yeah, some sort of <laughs> <laughs> I love how you feign enthusiasm. <laughs> it's not fake. <laughs> <sighs> All right, yeah, you know me. Hello, PS Nation. This is from Roy Gibbs. This is Roy from Toronto. I have recently started listening to your podcast about three months ago. As a veteran gamer, my earliest game addictions go back to Zaxxon on the ColecoVision. Nice. nice. And a tabletop Pac-Man I got for Christmas in 1983. You spoiled oh, brat. I still wow. was like, my A friend of mine in grade school had one, and I wanted it so bad. Damn you. I thought only those brats on Silver Spoons had the actual things in their houses. No, 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 sure. no, no. He's not talking about... Uh, the, the oh, cocktail. oh, oh, oh! It's those little, little, it's those little mini cabinets, basically, with the yeah. games on them. Oh, I wanted okay. one of those too. <gasps> so I wanted that. one of those. You I wanted, I wanted Man, actual... Donkey Kong. I yep. can't remember what else. <sighs> I, I, I had one that was like like a climber, something climber. What the Crazy hell was climber? that game? That Crazy Climber, it. yeah. Crazy Start Climber was one of those. Yeah, with the oh, hell yeah. Freaking loved Crazy Climber. I forgot yeah. about that game. Well, thanks to Roy Gibbs, I just remembered that I own Crazy Climber. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Who put that out? Uh, Anyway, back to his email. Over the years, I have owned just about every console. My favorite, aside from today's PS3, would have to be the Sega Saturn. Oh, God. Thank God Mark's not on the show anymore. (laughs) Gushing Virtual Virtual Fighter and Daytona USA were great ports, and I was so sad to see the Saturn die a premature death. Anyway, I do not have a particular reason for writing other than to let you know this is a great podcast. Please keep up the great work. I will leave you with a couple points for discussion. Uh, Number one, thank you for the recommendation on Captain America Super Soldier. After your review, of course, that would be Josh. And ongoing discussion, I picked up a copy and find it to be quite well done. Currently, I'm on stage five. And while I find there are some limitations to the character slash environment interaction, overall, this is a really fun game. And then his second point for discussion, Freedom Fighter is a great game and one of my favorites on the original Xbox. However, while... Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait this is why Joel wanted to read it, because it's more Xbox talk. I know. Oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Continue. Fucking fanboy. <laughs> However, while once planned, no sequel was ever produced. My questions, have you ever played this game? And if so, yeah. what did you think of it? Is there any chance a sequel will ever be made? Can you recommend a similar squad-based title that can compare? Sincerely, Roy Gibbs. And Wasn't on that his the one PSN, the Patriot? Oh, I'm sorry. I think so. Yeah, on his PSN was RG one nine seven four. Oh, cool. He's got a nice, nice postscript. He is going to be participating in the Extra Life charity. Just recently found out about it, and he is playing for MacMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, Ontario. Cool. This October fifteenth. So very cool. Yeah. Awesome. If if Freedom Fighters is the one I'm thinking of. I we had it on the PC because I used to game with a lot of wor- uh, coworkers when I lived down it by was Illinois. A, it, it was, was a EA. little like the Patriot, and no, I don't think it was EA. It was there's a Freedom Fighters game from EA that was on the PS2, the GameCube, the Xbox, Windows. I wonder if they published it on consoles. Gosh, it's, it's an alternate so history game with the yeah, American Resistance movement. Uh, leader who fights the Red Army that invades and occupies New York. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of a different game. game. He's talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different game. But that's the one I see here that was on the original Xbox. Yeah. Okay. I I, I played this one. I might own that actually. It is, a, <laughs> it is electronic arts, it. like yeah. you said. Came out in okay. 03. 
It was uh, third person, third person shooter. Like you said, New York fighting Soviet forces. I just yeah. remember the squad based element to it is really all I remember. Oh, I never actually played team. it though. Yeah, yeah, it's from the team that did Cannon uh, Lynch and the, the Hitman titles. Interesting. Uh, Dude, another squad-based game. Yeah, what other games can you compare it to or something similar? Hmm. Uh, squad-based? Trying to th- I'm sure there's some out there. I just can't. I'm, I'm like Kevin Brown. Well, I mean, obviously Brute Force. <laughs> brute Force. <laughs> uh, Jet Force nope. Gemini. That had the only squad-based <laughs> game that comes to my mind no. is SOCOM 1 and 2. But well, SOCOM 4. And SOCOM 4, yeah. But uh, still. Uh. I, I know there's a couple. I, did, I can't think of them right now. Damn it. Brain lock. Well, back to Crazy Climber. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that popped into my mind was Taito, and I looked it up at his Taito. Yeah, so why I wasn't said, that yeah. on one of those two frickin' Taito collections, damn it? Yep. That was like the, the coolest little handheld game I had besides those Game oh, & Watches, which game. were pretty sweet, too. That was so cool. You're but it just had there and... like it had the actual little little joystick to it. It yeah, had, well, a, had some had some girth. It was more of a what? machine, less of a little handheld thing. It was yep. pretty cool. Tim McCullen had the had the Pac Man one. I still remember that. He lived on my block, but he was on the opposite side. I went to grade school with him. Yep. Damn. All right, now so this next MGC in the museum, I will be seeking out Crazy Climber. You know, it's funny. Yep. They actually, I saw a couple of those little cabinet things for sale at MGC, but I didn't. Really looking for some stupid reason. I saw the Pac-Man one there for sure. Oh wow! I may have to give Carlson a shoot an email over to him. All right. Uh, well, Extra Life, we got a big update. First off, uh, just to, in case anyone's new to this, doesn't understand what Extra Life is, we talk about it all the time. At least I do. Uh, Extra Life is a, uh, a charity event, a fundraiser that a bunch of different gamers all across the world take part in on October 15th this year. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's a 24-hour gaming marathon, and uh, we try to get sponsors and try to get people to donate, that kind of thing. And uh, 100% of the proceeds, so there's no administrative overhead, nothing, 100% of the proceeds go to Children's Miracle Network, uh, which helps out you know sick children in a bunch of the different children's hospitals all over the world. Uh, what we try to do, a little spin that we put on it, is we actually run a raffle as well. So if you donate like 10 bucks, you get a raffle ticket. Uh, and, we, and we solicit prizes from all the different game companies and, and uh, like peripheral makers, things like that. So uh, go over to psnation.org. Look on the right side of the, of the page. You'll see a big blue banner that says Extra Life. All the details are there. I mean, every single thing that you need to know is up there right now. We're, I'm going to be adding some stuff. Uh, we're waiting on a couple more prizes that we'll know about pretty, pretty quickly here. Uh, but also we'll have uh, when... We're going to stop taking raffle tickets or, or, you know, when you can stop earning them. Right now it sounds like between 8 and 10 o'clock on the 16th, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. around that area. Uh, and the reason we let it go a little bit longer is, number one, you know, we want people to donate money. We, won't, we don't want to stifle anybody. Uh, but also the grand prize essentially, what we call it the grand prize, is this kick-ass, one-of-a-kind, custom-built fighting stick that the Gamers Only Older guys are, are supplying. Uh, so we had this last year. It was a big success with that joystick, and we wanted to have something even more special this year. It's all brand new design. It's not the same design as anything else. And uh, so we want to give people the chance if they want to kind of go for that. And and, and basically that grand prize goes to the individual that donates the largest amount of money by by the end time. 
So we're going to determine that time here pretty quick and figure it out. It's going to be Sunday night when it ends, uh, between 8 and 10 p.m. roughly right now. So you have a general idea. But when we determine that, that will definitely be on this page as well. Uh, so go over to psnation.org, hit that banner. Both streams, because we always team up, we're Retroids North. Uh, so uh, us... And the guys at Gamers Only Older, and also we're going to have Chris from RP Gamer with us uh, here at my house. Uh, we're all going to be playing together as Retroids North. We're playing for the hospital that's literally like three blocks from my house, or maybe five blocks. And uh, <clears throat> this all goes to the kids. So the more ra- the more money you donate, the more raffle tickets you get, uh, uh, up to 100 tickets. So uh, pretty badass. And some of these prizes, holy balls, uh, we, we've really focused on trying to get higher end prizes than just a buttload of shirts and things like that. So we do have some shirts, but uh, so we've got like a Sony wireless headset that just came out, the hundred dollars set, uh, a bunch of different action figures, a God of War three collector's edition, uh, a ton of the kill zone three limited edition Hellgast editions. These are not the ones you can buy in stores. These are the ones you can only get from Sony. Uh, and the cool part about it is it's pretty much the same as the one you can buy in stores, except for one key feature. The, 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 the eyes, on the mask, because it's got the helmet in there. Yeah, the eyes light up, and they look really badass. Uh, and then just added to the list yesterday, essentially, Astro Gaming. Our friends at Astro Gaming have uh, thrown in a really big prize, and that is a complete A40 headset uh, system with the wireless. So you're getting the entire A40 wireless headset with the microphone, the PS3 chat cable, everything is going to be thrown in. That'll be shipped directly from Astro Gaming to you, and they can fulfill, actually, it's, you know, in the U.S. and Europe. If you're not in the U.S. and Europe, we'll definitely find a way to get that to you as soon as possible. Uh, I mean, a bunch of uh, Starhawk shirts, a signed Uncharted 3 Collector's Edition. Signed. Uh, a bunch of PlayStation Home baseball caps, and each one of them has this kick-ass voucher in it. It's a little card. That it has $120 plus worth of virtual items for PlayStation Home. Uh, a bunch of EA Sports Ultimate Packs with Tiger Woods 12, Madden 12, NCAA 12, NHL 12, and Fight Night. Uh, EA Sports sent four of those over. Uh, two are for the PS3, two are for the 360, though. Uh, Damon Bullis, our buddy Damon Bullis, uh, sent over a couple of uh, PlayStation Move sharpshooters for your PlayStation Move controller. Uh, we've got a bunch of... Uh, I think these are like little RPGs, but a voucher for this game, Smallville, a voucher for Leverage, uh, a bunch of vouchers for Dragon Fantasy, which is for like an iPhone, iPad type. Yeah, iPhone and iPad. Five codes for Chantelise, which is on Steam. Five codes for Bastion on the PC off Steam. And a bunch of vouchers for the Bastion soundtrack, which I've heard is really, really good. Uh, Some Raid shirts, some Prey 2 shirts. Five $20 PSN cards donated by Craig Lease. So one of our listeners actually donated five of those $20 PSN cards. And Wow. Jeez, yeah. thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's, he's, the one that gave, he's the one that actually supplied the five copies of Flower and the Soundtrack last year. Oh, sure. Damn. Yeah, so very badass. And then our friends at RP Gamer who have gotten some of this other stuff that you've heard about already. Holy shit. Xseed went off. Uh a bunch of East stuff, so an East Dogie t-shirt, East 7 shirt, East 1 and 2 soundtrack, which is phenomenal, uh, East the Oath and Felgana soundtrack, which is phenomenal, and the East 7 soundtrack, yeah, you know how good it is, uh, East Oath and Felgana calendar, and an East 7 art book, and then uh, a full three-game pack, East 1 and 2, East the Oath and Felgana, and East 7 for the PS, uh, PS, yeah, PSP. 
Uh, also a copy of Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky for the PSP, Lunar, Silver Star Harmony for the PSP, and Flower, Sun, and Rain for the DS. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. I want to. I, I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> Shitload in here. I want. Uh, also, we have one big. Pro- Actually, I think we're going to have some Battlefield stuff coming next week. It's going to be last minute, uh, so we'll definitely talk about that. And also, one last prize that uh, we're pretty sure is coming. I just don't know how many, so I'm going to wait until I find out about that to add them to the list. But uh, like I said, you can get raffle tickets today. You go down, uh, donate today. You will get raffle tickets. Uh, and we're going to go up until probably Sunday night for the raffle ticket cutoff because we have to put everything together, and the drawing is going to be the weekend after on Sunday. So uh, we'll have it on the same. We'll have, you can come right back to this page and watch the stream right on here because uh, it'll be on our Twitch TV uh, stream. So come over to psnation.org, hit the banner. There's a Donate Now button right there, big blue button, and you can donate that way. It's all tax deductible if you're in the U.S., and you get raffle tickets for some of these prizes. And you're helping sick children, and it's 100% to the charity. It's nothing to administrative costs, nothing anywhere else. And the great part about it is we don't touch the money. It goes right to Children's Miracle Network when you donate. So uh, we're at 15% of our goal right now. Nice I start. Think, yeah, I, th- I think we. Josh wanted 20%, though, didn't he? No, you wanted uh, at 50. least. Yeah, you wanted fifty by the time we get going. I wanted fifty percent. I, yeah. I want. I want money, 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 money for the kids. Damn right. Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the thing is, we actually set our goal. Like last year, we didn't know what to do, and our goal was set pretty low, and we we doubled it by before we even started playing. Uh, this year, we set it pretty high. We set it at twelve thousand five hundred, but actually, it's not that high because last year, our team alone just. VG Evo North, what we were last year, raised eleven two last year. So twelve five is definitely doable. And uh, again, we can show everyone else out there that not only the PlayStation community is the best out there, but also that our listeners and our community is the best out there. We proved it last year. We can prove it again this year because this is going to be bigger than last year. So, and we're actually uh, we're actually working a little bit with the IGN crew. Uh, they're going to talk about this on their podcast as well. Because IGN's not uh, participating this year. Oh snap! <laughs> so uh, talked to talked to Greg today. We talked in some emails, and they're going to talk about it on their show. And I don't know what else they're planning on. So yeah. So there we go. Awesome begging. Yeah, uh, please and please. October fifteenth, eight a.m. Central Standard Time until eight a.m. Sunday morning. We need people to play with us. Uh, although Joel, I, I think you were planning on coming up here, but you're not going to now, huh? No, I can't make it up there, unfortunately. Uh, I still plan on participating. I'll just be doing so from my own adobe uh, abode. Right. Yeah, I won't be able to make it up there. We'll get you in there. We'll Skype you in or something. Uh, but it's still going to be a lot of fun up here. Uh, it's going to be myself. It's going to be my buddy Paul, uh, also known as Steel, S-T-E-L-E, uh, who's a great friend of mine. Uh, we're going to have Chris from RP Gamer, also known as Sabin1001 on Twitter, uh, another really good friend of ours. And, uh, of course... We, I got to bust this out. We haven't heard this for so long, but the bromance is back. Nine Volt and Cracker, Cracker Jack are both going to be here. So, yeah, the bromance. The time of my life, <laughs> and I owe it all for you. We're going to have Cracker Jack sing this this year too. I think we're going to try to. Yeah, right. bringing it down a little bit. He'll right. sing it. Now I got to come up. Now I got to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Saturday night I'll be with Rob from Game Crashers and 
Chris from PSN Stores. That's right. He's going to be in New York for that. Yeah, for Comic-Con. So whenever we all finish up, maybe I... Well, I had planned on getting on, but I don't know what kind of shape I'll be in. <laughs> well, that'll be even more fun if you're all loaded. Yeah, exactly. And just you guys will be loopy and I'll be loaded. And Well, come on, just to, at a minimum, just to entertain Glenn and I. Yeah, no shit. That, that, we got to go 24 hours, so if you're loaded, please, for entertainment value and for our own benefit... <laughs> Please, please, please show oh, up. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and the cool thing is uh, on our page and on the Gamers Only Older page, they have a page similar to ours set up. Uh, we've actually got both video streams on there. So you're going to have the guys in Milwaukee and the people in my house on the same page. You can watch them both. Uh, head over to head over there because we also have a registration link. If if you want to join us in the chat box, we're going to use the chat box from our Twitch TV you know, slash Justin TV uh, uh, page. So uh, if you don't have a Justin TV or a Twitch TV account, it's really easy. It's free. It takes like 30 seconds to do. Uh, go, lo- go register really quick and get an account so you can join us on the, on the chat. It's always a good time on the chat. And I think pretty much everybody that's coming to my house is bringing some type of laptop or whatever so they can watch it. And uh, you know we'll glance over from time to time in the chat. So uh, please, please, please join us. Uh, we want as many people as possible on the stream. We want as many people po- as possible playing with us. We're not all going to be playing the same game in, in this house. Uh, so we're going to be playing some different multiplayer games. I definitely want to get some GT5 in, and obviously some Uncharted 3 uh, multiplayer. You know, everybody's got their own agenda. So uh, please join us, though. We need the we need the company, and we need you people keeping us awake. So we're going to have some microphones around the room while the video stream going. The audio from the game will be going, and uh, it, it's a it's a fun experience. So it's it's a blast, especially you know, getting in those late hours. People get a little punchy. So just saying. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's get the heck out of here. Let's get through this normal stuff, and uh, we'll leave everybody alone and stop begging here. Uh, if you want to contact us, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Oh, wait, one other thing. PlayStation's actually doing a thing. If you want to play uh, as a part of Extra Life, if you go to playstation.extra-life.org, and this will be in the uh, show notes as well, uh, I think you win like a free item in PlayStation Home. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, they're actually doing huh. some stuff for that this year. Yeah, I just heard about that today. It's up in the blog post for the weekly PlayStation Home blog uh, stuff as well. And also, I apologize for not having a new video up for a while. It's been kind of hectic. So anyway, we'll get one done. Uh, email us at podcast.psnation.org. Again, that is podcast.psnation.org. Or if you want to call us, leave us a voicemail. There's a couple different ways to do that. You can call 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype... You can just go to WDT-Torgo and ring that account up. Or if you go to our website, uh, you can go to the Contact Us section, and you can just hit the little Call Me button, put your phone number in there. It'll call you. You can leave a voicemail that way. Uh, don't forget to look for our official forums and our podcast network over at Retroids.com. That's R-E-T-R-O-I-D-S. Uh, or if you hit the forums thing on the top of our page, it'll take you right there as well. Don't forget to go over to Facebook, look up PS Nation, and uh, join our group which uh, tons of activity as usual. It's awesome over there. Some great conversations. If you have a mobile device and you like streaming your shows, you can find us a couple different ways. You can go over to Stitcher.com, grab the Stitcher app for any of your mobile devices, or if you have an iPod, iPad, or uh, or no, what is it, an iPod Touch, an iPad, or an iPhone, for 99 cents on the App Store, you can grab Stitcher 
or I'm sorry, nah, FuriousGamer.com. I'm looking at the wrong thing on the screen. Uh, look for <laughs> Furious Gamer on the App Store for 99 cents. It's a bunch of different gaming podcasts. Uh, a lot more features than Stitcher does, though. It uh, allows you to actually do a search on a specific game. It'll take you to that spot in each one of the podcasts if they're talking about that game. Pretty badass stuff. Uh, also, uh, if you want to check out any merch, any P- PlayStation Nation hats, any T-shirts, any Christmas ornaments, we're in October, folks. Uh, maybe maybe I'll put a picture of myself up and you can put it out for Halloween and scare people. Uh, <laughs> but go over to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation, check all that stuff out. And also, last but certainly not least, our awesome sponsor who have taken such good care of us. And uh, hopefully those checks will pay for all the shipping for all these prizes, especially what we heard tonight. <laughs> yeah, oh, my shit. God. Uh, those Hellgast editions are huge. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting because uh, we say local, two on the, what, so just make it local pickup only yeah no shit uh, it says two on the, on the list but that number is going to grow exponentially uh, we just found out so uh, head over to audiblepodcast.com slash PS Nation uh, grab the you know go in there register it's free to register 14 day free trial the cool part about it is if you go in this way you get a free book out of the deal and they have over 85,000 titles there of audiobooks uh, and if you decide you don't want it you don't want to stay on audible audible.com or whatever uh, you can quit before the 14 days is up and you get to keep the book for free so pretty badass it helps you out it helps us out even if you quit before the 14 days is up we still get cash for it so you're getting some out of the deal. We're getting some out of the deal. Audible. Eh. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation and uh, sign up for that. That helps us immensely. Uh, next week, like we said, Stuart Gilray from Just Add Water is going to come on here and talk all things Oddworld. And uh, also we're going to talk some Stranger's Wrath remake for the PS3. Uh, if you're a fan of the game, you are going to be in heaven, folks. I'm just telling you right now, even based off this early, early build, you're going to be in heaven. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, uh, anything else, guys? No, looking forward to talking to Stuart, though. He's just, I mean, besides yeah. the gaming talk, he's just great to talk with. Yeah. Always to, brings yeah, good chatter. We're going to have to make the agenda pretty short because I'm sure Stuart will run long like usual, which is fine. I love talking well, to that guy. So can he just stay on for the whole show? Yeah, That'd he be should. Awesome. He's available. I'll, I'll email him tomorrow and find out. We'll see. I know he wanted to. Yeah, so. that's true. That is true. Yeah, we'll we have just to see. do that. All right. Well, other than that, next week I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, maybe some rage. Probably. Maybe if I get time to play some games this weekend. Uh, if I'm not cleaning up for extra life. Uh, seriously, folks, do some good. Uh, go help these kids out. Head over to our, our website, psnation.org. Hit that banner. Donate some cash. The cool thing is with us. You're in for that raffle, and uh, it, it not only benefits you for actually feeling good about yourself and helping these kids out, but you might get something really kick-ass out of the deal. Uh, I, I really want that Uncharted 3 <laughs> special edition. I really want that. I want that damn thing. Yeah. I'm really and, upset that it... Uh, and the Astro Gaming just, A40s, I, want, I use those whenever I use headphones, uh, whenever I'm streaming anything, I have those Astro Gamings on. They're... The best headset I've ever used. <laughs> so yeah, there's some awesome prizes, and I can't thank these companies enough for sending this stuff. This is just badass. So all right, let's get the hell out of here. We have run so long tonight. Thanks to Roy for joining us. Thanks for Ian for joining us and talking to Battlefield. Thanks to everybody for sticking with us. This is probably a three-hour epic this week. We will talk to you very soon. And uh, the comedy track—I never get to say this—but the comedy track is from Pat Oswalt's new album. So uh, check that out.
Get out there, play some games. We will talk to you next week. Bye bye. What if I? What if I one thousand percent believed, and I believe this a thousand percent. What if I believed that there was a giant invisible anus hovering over me, and if I wasn't nice and helpful and courteous and charitable to everyone I met, the anus would appear, suck me up into it, and I would be devoured by shit piranhas. And I mean, and I believe this a thousand percent. I would be the nicest guy you ever met. You'd be like, Pat, you're so helpful and charitable and, and courteous to people. Why is that? And I'd go, it's funny you should ask me that. <laughs> you can't see it, but there's an invisible anus hovering over me. And if I'm not nice to everybody, it will appear and suck me up and I'll be eating. Well, I don't need to tell you about the ship, Ron, as we all know about those, right? Your correct response would be, I acknowledge you believe that. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Please do not stop believing in the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because you're actually helping people out with your craziness. Don't stop believing in that stuff. Please. I beg you. I mean, just...